Welcome, everybody, to Electronic Gaming, mostly the podcast. I'm the Night Terror. I'm here with the Gabbler, and we may have a special guest if he uh, wakes up from his nap in time. It's my penis. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Probably Not a whole lot in the Game in the of Thrones world. and Dark Souls, I guess. Yeah, I've been playing through Dark Souls 3 again, and man, is it better than Sekiro. <laughs> it's unbelievable, really. I mean, it's not even—it's not even close to being as frustrating. There's still, you know, there's still those, it's those like areas. Are <laughs> yeah, I, like the swamp area that I hate. When you're not wandering around aimlessly, it's actually not that big part of the game. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I did. Uh, I did Arch Dragon Peak all by myself. Co-op, and there's still one or two aidsy areas, but I managed through through sheer skill. I didn't get hit once. It was easy. One could say Sekiro is similar in terms of learning it, but the, again, the problem with Sekiro is that there's no options. You're stuck with that style and that weapon throughout the whole game. You know, if you... There are areas in Dark Souls where equipping a different weapon with a different moveset is a pretty good strategy. Yeah, I've still been using my same three swords. I did the same build I did on uh, my first playthrough. Well, and I know that the... <laughs> well, I did more dexterity first. Last time I built up strength, then dex. This time I did dex, then strength. It doesn't really matter. It's the same, same thing. And... Uh, yeah, like you said yesterday, the Nameless King doesn't really work well for melee builds, but it only took me like eight tries. Well, for strength builds, pretty rough. Well, I mean... He's, he's pretty hardcore. I guess if you're doing pure strength and you're trying to heavy armor block your way through it, uh, yeah, yeah, it can be pretty rough, but... I, mean, I mostly do dodging. muscle memory with the dodging and everything, but, you know... If you're dexterity, you can dodge like a hundred fucking times before you have to recover stamina. <laughs> well, I think the the thing I did that made it way easier than last time is you know that fire breath at two shots you no matter what? Yeah. Like I could have I could have went in there with like fire resist gear and tried to cheese my way through it, but I just started running away before. Like cause, you know, I go and I look at a guide because I'm like, I gotta be missing something, right? And the only option really is to run away from it because he shoots fire right underneath him. And if you haven't played this boss, the problem is that the fire hits you and you fall down and then it stun locks you. But it only needs to stun lock you once because as soon as you get back up and hit by the fire again, you're dead. It's mm. a two shot. So if you can't get out of it, the best you can hope for is that you get hit once and you get hit late enough in the animation that you stand up after the fire's gone. Yeah. So I'm looking at all these strategies and they're like, well, uh, you have to look at the dragon, and when he bends his knee slightly and goes like he's going to kneel, that's when you start running, because or, and you want to run in the direction that his head was facing, because that's, and it, I'm like, like I can't even out. see the fucking dragon. <laughs> it's like, like punch the camera. People are like, watch for the guy, the guy in the the audience to to move, that's when yeah. you're going to use the ability. No, <laughs> and I mean, that's fine. I'm sure, that? I'm sure that that's the, uh, you know, that's the the keyframe that you got to look for. Problem is, the, the fucking dragon is huge. 
And you're supposed to, I mean, it's really difficult to lock on because it's constantly locking onto the wrong shit. You so, shared his fucking knee the whole time? No, so I just ran randomly. I just, yeah. <laughs> when I thought that it was going to happen, I just ran, and uh, that Listen, worked. I've, I've done that fight so many times. I've never fucking looked at his knee twitch or some shit. Sometimes people just throw shit out of their ass. They're just like, oh, this is how I did it. My, what I did was I took like a handful of fucking Adderall and flowed <laughs> down and I was able to see his toe twinkle a little bit. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. But you know, it's, this, it's what we were talking about last time. Like that boss fight, 90% of the difficulty comes from not being able to see what the fuck is going on. Because the dragon's so big and you're constantly switching between locking on and not locking on. And the well, camera's the just awkward. phase is super <laughs> quick. Well, I mean, but. if you do it right. But sometimes he just gets, he never like lets you attack him. He's just always in the air, or hopping around or throwing yeah, fire. You get the randoms like that. And that's, I think that's one of the big frustrating parts too. But actually finding the Nameless King in phase two really isn't that bad. I mean, the first time I got to that phase, I got to I got him to a sliver of health, and I just got greedy because I thought I can kill him in two hits. Turns out it was three hits, but I was only two hits, so I died. And then I beat him the second time, and you know that was like eight attempts. So six failed attempts, seven failed attempts against, or no, six failed attempts against the dragon. Only one failed attempt against the nameless king, and that's the uh, that's the hardest fight in the game, apparently. That or you know Sullivan maybe. A lot of people have trouble with dancers too. I've never really had trouble with dancers. I don't know well, why. It depends on your build, man. I mean, I've I've had bosses that were chumps, and then I go in with a different build the next time around, and they're difficult. Yeah, that's what's great about Dark Souls, though, as opposed to Sekiro that we talked about. Like, you can change up your build. You can respec. Like, if you're having a really hard time, you can just, you know. Yeah, and I I actually had someone we talked about this last stream, and it it happened yesterday i'm sitting there and someone came in and mentioned you know they wanted to talk dark souls secure or something probably the third thing they said uh secure is easy to be honest like well it's not about well, it being good difficult. for you it's about it's about it being monotonous and tedious the game is not difficult it's just fucking tedious it's not difficult to sit there and throw your fucking face against a brick wall for an hour to figure out how to get over it it's tedious. You know, in Dark Souls, you you don't just go to the boss and then I have to learn every fucking move that this boss does. You can take hits in Dark Souls. You can fuck up in Dark Souls and still beat a boss. You don't have to perfectly play. In fucking Sekiro, you have to be almost damn near perfect. You have to learn every fucking move that a boss does. And it's fucking annoying. It's tedious. There's no yeah. difficulty to it. Once you once you learn the pattern, you just it's not even a fucking challenge anymore. So people that want to challenge are full of fucking shit. You go through Dark Souls, I don't care how fucking good you are, you're still gonna get hit sometimes because just sometimes enemies are super fucking unpredictable. That doesn't happen in Sekiro. Once you learn an enemy's pattern, that fucking enemy is no problem to the whole fucking area. You just easily dispatch them. And it becomes just this monotonous fucking thing where I gotta get through this fucking area with these fucking enemies. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, go through the whole thing like last time, but 
there's that one enemy at the end that you got to smash your face against, but you got to make it through an hour's worth of other bullshit that's no problem at all. There's also no real fucking, like, progression. You don't get a sense of progression like you do in Dark Souls. I mean, every every time you go through an area, you come back and you fucking get a couple levels and it makes you immediately stronger and you feel that. You can see it in a numerical value as well. You put one point in strength, you see your weapon do more damage. It doesn't exist like that in Sekiro. Sekiro is like... Uh, <clears throat> Every quarter of the way through this fucking every like you gotta clear four fucking areas before you can get health increase. Yeah, and they do the same thing in Secure that they do in Dark Souls with like you're supposed to buff your shit or use items that make it make things easier. Not just your tools, but like, you know, shit that drops. And the thing is it's like I don't really do that. And I might be gimping myself in, in Dark Souls, but I just can't be bothered to go in like, I'm going to buff my fucking sword. I never do. I don't even do that in The Witcher. That's why I play Witcher on easy. Because on normal mode, you're supposed to go in there and like do some investigation. See what kind of monster it is. Look up what the monster's weaknesses are. Get the ingredients for some kind of potion that makes you resistant to its damage. And you do more damage to the mm -hmm. monster. Then you're supposed to go in there and fight him. But like, I don't want to do that. I don't like crafting and making potions and shit. So I just play on easy. Because on easy mode, you don't need to do that. Like, the, you can still go and look at the lore and figure out what you're fighting and be like, oh, that's cool, but you don't have to dick around. Like, the game's long enough. I don't need more fucking padding. So, I, you know, I just want to go in there and fight people with swords. Same thing as Dark Souls. And the thing is, is I can do it. In Sekiro, I, I mean, I guess you can do it, but... It, it hurts a lot more. Anyway. It's an okay game, but it's not good. It's, 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 it's um... I just don't know. Like, I never get the the feeling like it's a downhill from Dark Souls. Man, I, I could really go for some Sekiro. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dark Souls has been fun aside from the shitty PvP. <clears throat> the forced PvP is obnoxious. It, it it really makes no sense either. Like, like there's if, already if the connection of that in the game. Well, I mean, if the connection was good, and people would come in and you know have some sense of honor, like, hey, we're not going to use Estus, we're just going to fight to the death, and then that'll be it. But it's not. They come in, they do some fucking cheesy build, they run away, they try to bait you into the enemies, they're constantly healing up. They And that's the worst part, is they, they're constantly running away. Once you start getting some good damage on them, they just run and heal. And granted, you could do the same thing, but like... All that turns into is, like, if, if you want a PvP, I'm sure that's fine. But if you don't, it's just me and you standing there, staring at this other fucking guy who just invaded us, like, are you going to do something? Like, it, it could take an extra half an hour mm -hmm. to an hour just to progress through a fucking area because you keep getting invaded. That's mm -hmm. not what we're fucking there for, you know? And there's people out there that are going <clears> to <throat> say, well, that's part of Dark Souls. Well, firstly, no, it isn't, because they already put... NPCs that create this situation in the game. Like, I understand that to the lore aspect of the game, that is a thing, but those already exist in the form of NPCs. You don't, you can play the whole game logged out. The problem that I have is the PvP is trash because most of the time there's an amount of desync that would never be acceptable in any other game ever. Every yeah. game that comes out, th this kind of desync would never... Go play Overwatch 
with that kind of fucking desync. Give me a fucking break. Nobody would be okay with that. It's Nobody honestly would be okay with the equivalent strike with that. It's like the equivalent of probably a thousand millisecond latency. Like it's a one second latency or more. Like there are times when people with the broadsword, just a straight up broadsword, which is shorter than a longsword, and they're outranging me when I'm using an ultra great sword. I mean, they're not really outranging me, but the latency is so bad. I could clip shit from the other day of us playing where we're PVPing with people and they're, they're hitting me from, I shit you not, like 10 to 15 feet away. I'm not even fucking close to them. And they're swinging at the air and I'm thinking, what the fuck are they doing? And then I lose health. That's literally what's fucking happening. Yeah, okay. it's pretty terrible. It's fucking trash. You swing on a guy and it looks like he just rolls after the hit and takes no damage. And it's so broken. It's so broken that the game will often either do do no damage to you but make the noise like you took damage. Oh, that happens it's to me every single time I roll. It's like always it makes that happening. And I see blood spurt out, no damage taken. No damage because the game cannot keep up with that shit. It's fucking, it's trash because of that. You're talking about a game that that the PVP is trash in the sense that the the way the game plays, I'm saying the developers can't fucking do it. How many fucking games we have? Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2, Bloodborne, Dark Souls 3. None of these have succeeded with the PVP. It's four fucking games and they didn't get it right once. So fuck off with it already, okay? And if you want a PVP, I'm not saying take PvP out of the game. I'm saying forced fucking PvP. I'm talking about people invading your fucking game in certain areas without your fucking consent. It's fucking stupid. I don't want to do it because the latency is shit. If you want to put for a those of you out there saying down after Pontiff, I don't give a fuck. Go for those for of you it. out there saying, you know, good, get good. Uh, we probably win three quarters of the PvP. It's not about being good. It's about fucking latency. Okay, I don't play on Korean servers in StarCraft because I don't want to have to fucking pre-click shit one second ahead of time. It's fucking lame. I play the whole game with no fucking latency against monsters and then I have to turn around and fucking play the game a different fucking way against people. Like, yeah, that's also pretty rough. Break. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> give me a break. If you want to put your red sign soapstone down somewhere and get summoned by some dick fag that wants to jerk off and play the game with a one second delay go right the fuck ahead i don't give a goddamn but don't force me into that shit especially because i'm trying to fucking co-op oh you're co-oping well you gotta fight this fucking final boss and half the time it's somebody that doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and you, you do some damage to them and they run away and you can do nothing about them fucking running away because of the one second delay because of it or yeah, you go I mean, up against somebody that's got some cheese where they try to just get, they try to just poise right through your fucking attack and get three swings in on you and try to kill you. Or they have some bullshit like, uh, I, I have this weapon to where if you do this, this happens or you do this. It's so fucking lame. Go, if you want to PvP, go PvP against people that want to fucking PvP. What are you fucking doing? I, I, it's like the people that are like, I'm here for a challenge. I'm, well, what's up, skater dude? Oh, I'm here for the challenge. Well, why don't you go over to that park over there where all the fucking hard shit's at? No, I'm going to skate right here in the mall parking lot. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, you're in people's way and shit, and you're kind of being a douchebag trying to grind this rail. Hey, can you guys uh, move? I'm going to grind this rail. Go to the skate park, faggot. <laughs> Where people that also skate are at. I think that uh, it's actually kind of satisfying in PvP when, because, you know, I have a PvP build, or not a PvE build, not a PvP build. And people probably come in, and if they know what they're doing, they're like, oh, man. This guy is obviously decked out for PvE, not PvP. And then I whip out, like, the Dark Sword. And the Dark Sword used to be really OP in PvP, and then they patched it. So people probably look at that and say, like, Oh, this guy probably read on the internet that the Dark Sword was OP in PvP. No, not the case. It's just, I need a one-hander, and I like it. That's it. But <laughs> I think we win a lot because people assume that we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> and there's two of us. Right. I mean, and sometimes you do get very fucking rarely you get people that where the connection is fucking great and they just get stomped. And yeah, I get it. It's 2v1. Well, fuck off. I'm trying to co-op with my friend. I'm, it's, it's not like I set a fucking trap. It's not like I'm over here with my friend going, yeah, I can't wait to get invaded so we can 2v1 them. Go fucking put your red sign down and maybe you won't get 2v1'd, you know? Yeah. It's fucking stupid. I've never found... There's no fucking reward for it. The rewards suck. The rewards for PvP suck. There's you get no like an Estus back and like 10 souls or something, right? I don't even know. Do you get souls for doing PvP? I don't know or care. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you get souls, there's no way it's anything close. Not for the amount of time it fucking takes to do it. Of course not. And when you invade people, you get the same kind of thing where people are just running away and shit. It's fucking stupid. Okay, what do you get for pale tongues? Like you, you get to respect hardly anything. <laughs> I, I mean, I did it because. <laughs> Most of the armor makes you look fucking fat, so I made my character really skinny this time. Well, it turns out the armor I like to wear when you're skinny makes you look really fucking skinny. It was I looked really bad. So I went and changed my appearance with a pale tongue. But here's the thing. Uh, you can get two or more pale tongues just by picking them up. You don't even need to PvP for them. Right. So how many times is he, are you going to respec? You know, like, I, I would expect that, like, if you fucked up your build, you would want to wait till you have more points before you, you respec. And you'd have to, like, seriously fuck up your build. It'd have to be, like, a conscious decision, like, hey, I'm melee, and now I want to go, uh, you know, fucking faith and luck. You know, because yeah, so each point so is, it's not like, cover. oh, man, I put, I put two more points into vitality instead of vigor. Let me respec that. No one's doing that. Most people invade as red phantoms. You get the obscuring ring which makes the wearer invisible to enemy players at long distance. That's so fucking stupid. <laughs> like, yeah, it doesn't thing. And then you get the man. Oh, I can't get shot with a fucking arrow. You get the man grub staff. And I don't know anybody that's ever said the man grub staff is the best staff in the game. <laughs> it's fucking trash. There's a plus five. At plus five with 99 luck, you get a spell buff of 244. It's fucking garbage. It's a it's a fucking luck staff. It's so fucking dumb. They yeah, don't I don't know why people rewards still do on PvP. I don't get what the fuck they're doing. 
Yeah, it, it makes no sense. I don't, I mean, <laughs> I get if you want to go somewhere and do PvP. I mean, personally, not for me. I don't, I don't know why you would deal with the latency and basically getting nothing for it. But I mean, if you played this game more than we have, right? Like, there are probably people who put thousands of hours into this game. If there's nothing left to do, yeah, go in PvP with all the other people who have nothing left to do. But, like, why the fuck are you going and invading low levels? Well, fuck yeah. these people. And if anybody out there, for all of you guys out there that are, like, fucking defending this stupid practice of invading people that are just trying to play the fucking game instead of putting your soapstone down after Pontiff or some shit to fight people that actually want to PvP, you're a fucking loser, okay? Uh, straight up, I don't care. I don't give a fuck about you. You're a, you're a fucking pathetic piece of shit. All right? Yeah, you're, 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 it's like fucking. It's like going to a playground with fucking kids and trying to fight kids. <laughs> yeah, man, they need to learn a lesson. They need to learn it. Like, what's the Jesus lesson? Christ. Well, the lesson is, if you just want to make it through the man. game, I'm gonna knock you the fuck out. <laughs> like, come on. Fucking stop trying to ruin people's day. The game ruins people's day enough on its own. It doesn't need you. Yeah, it's not about you, okay? Grow the fuck up. Has like you are nobody. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's An just asshole so dumb. Has no name. <laughs> it's just so <laughs> dumb. Oh, by the way, why is it that being the night terror and putting that as my name in in uh, Dark Souls Three, that Nig gets like censored for you. But then when someone comes in and his name is something something Nigel, I can see that. Because fucking people are stupid. <laughs> like there was we, this was being talked about recently on uh, live stream fails on Twitch on a uh, Twitch live stream fails on Reddit like. There are words in certain languages that sound like the big dreaded spooky word. And it's fucking ridiculous because it, it, they're like common words. Uh, like if you look it up in Chinese, uh, word for that, or this rather, Chinese word for this. It, it, or or some shit like that. Um, it sounds pretty close to the word, you know. And in Korean, the phrase like "I'll do it" or "I'll do it for you" or something like that sounds a lot like the dreaded word. And you know, you got Twitch who just recently banned people or some fucking guy who had an accent for saying idiot but he he's like upset and stumbling on his words a little bit so it's it like because of his accent it sounds like there's a little bit of n right before the idiot and some people can swear they hear a g in there so you got people like this is some fucking stupid ass yanny laurel shit where people are like i heard the n word and these people are like you're fucking stupid if you don't hear idiot and he clearly says idiot but he gets banned twitch straight up bans them and then two days rescinds the ban like oh sorry my bad well too fucking late don't you think like you're causing serious damage to streamers you're, you're fucking twitch you understand how this process works if a streamer misses a couple days streaming they take a sub loss 
Like, this is serious shit and needs to stop being played around with. And some of you fucking assholes that have a lot of money on Twitch need to start suing these motherfuckers because, yeah, they may be the ones that give you the money technically, but they're also fucking with your livelihood. Stop being pussies and go after that shit because we're getting really fucking stupid over shit when you can't even have the word night in a goddamn RPG game because it sounds like nig. And I've never called fucking, I've never called or heard anybody call a black person nig in my life. In my life. So much so that I'm willing to fucking say it right now because it ain't fucking, it ain't the word, word, my dude. It's not the fucking word. Jesus Christ. It's like faggot. But you can say Nigel. Like, it's fag and faggot. It's the same thing. No, it's not. Like That doesn't even mean the same thing in gaming that it means, you know, in its intended usage. Yeah, of course usage. not. It's like the Louis C.K. joke. Put the dick back in your mouth, faggot. <laughs> <laughs> People from Phoenix are Phoenicians. What a, a shut up, faggot. <laughs> Suck that dick. <laughs> God, man, it's so fucking stupid. I think it's I think so it was dumb. Chris Rock who was actually uh, talking about the word faggot. No, that, he goes. So he was saying this. It was some stand-up special. He's like, when I say faggot, I don't mean gay people I got no hatred towards gay people but here, here's an example you're sitting at a green light or you're sitting at a red light and you're behind someone and you look at them and they're you know they're sitting there and they're like singing along to the music right and then the light turns green and they're not moving and they're sitting there and they're still singing along to the music and looking at their phone and everything that's when you lean out the window and like go faggot <laughs> i mean it's it's, it doesn't have anything to do with gay people. I mean, I know historically it does, but in gaming and shit, it's not what it, there's, uh, I don't know. If you're it's not, so a, if you're fucking, a gamer, you get it. If you're uh, not, then you, you know never what? will. It's such bullshit. I don't give a fuck. Even, even like the real world, like, like even just the fucking word in the, in the form of calling a gay person a faggot. You know what? I mean, I agree with what you're saying and we all know that it's fucking true, but even when it comes to actually calling a gay person a faggot, like, shut the fuck up. It is so goddamn condescending to sit here and be like, gay people need to be protected. They're so weak-minded and weak-willed that they need to be protected from words. Black people are so, oh my God, let me, let me, the, I'm the, let me be the white person that coddles the black people. I'm going to protect them. I'm here to protect you. Let me stand in front of the bullet that is the N-word. Like, like shut the fuck up, okay? I, have never I mean, they're making it worse. Like, every time you take a situation like that idiot thing on, on Twitch and blow it up and write articles about it, I mean, you're, I mean technically, you're, you're offending more people than that original thing ever did. So, you're really just making the whole situation worse. If what you Move really care one. about, if what you really care about is people's feelings and not virtue signaling, you're making it worse. Well, number one of... Uh the internet is don't feed the fucking trolls rule number two is don't be a faggot okay <laughs> stop being a faggot by propping up words like faggot and shit like that and making them these giant fucking super words that can kill people <laughs> some people if you call somebody a faggot they might go commit suicide oh man they might let's just live in the world of mites you know i i notice a lot of people that are into the virtue signaling and shit these type of people are all about might well, if we get a voter ID, might not have a lot of black people voting. What are you talking about? Are you, what are you Sounds saying? Sounds like a racist statement to me. 
it's very condescending and once again all oh, uh, black people aren't capable of going to the dmv i mean they already have fucking licenses in the first place to drive <laughs> oh they can't afford it most black people can't afford it bull fucking shit they get a driver's license okay it's already there Dude, they own cars you need a fucking id to trade in a video game at gamestop i don't think they it's unreasonable to fucking need an id to vote okay what are these people fucking talking about? Even if you look at like the community of if if you want to talk about like the thug community or gangster community, they own cars. Okay? It's not this isn't some fucking game. This is like this welcome to real life. There is actual statistical data on all of this shit because these questions are asked. And now you have now you have shit where it's like they're going to change they're gonna put a question on the census where whether or not you're a citizen oh my god and and that and what are the same people that are into virtue saying well that might lead to hispanic people not not signing not saying the question what the fuck are you talking about might we live in a world a clown world of maybe and might oh if we get socialism in the united states maybe it'll be done right this time because our oh, socialism was never done right uh, ever uh, uh, <laughs> ever in the history of the world socialism has never been I'm calling done it right. now someone's gonna maybe, make a nickname for bernie right sanders someone's gonna make a nickname for bernie sanders and it's gonna be here it is ready prediction the vermonster the vermonts yeah like that the fucking ben and jerry's 50 scoop thing yeah <laughs> The Vermonster. Oh man! You heard it here first. Bernie Sanders is going to get cheated by the DNC again, and his voter base is not going to go for it. And that's how the Democrats are going to lose again. I'm sorry, that's just the way it is. If you look, that, that that's how elections work, people. Okay, it has nothing to do with the candidate. It's about playing the fucking game. That's how it works. If you go back through every election, notice win that the ones or you the die. Ones, the ones where they win. Are the ones where they have no split in the party. Look at Mitt Romney. Why did Mitt Romney lose? Is it because Mitt Romney was worse a candidate than Obama? No, it has nothing to do with that. It was because Ron Paul ran against Mitt Romney, and his base felt like they were cheated, so they didn't fucking support Mitt Romney. I, it's just the fucking way it worked. Jesus Christ! I mean, it's the classic Ross Perot situation from like nineteen ninety, right? That's right. Like it, it, he he ran as an independent, got like nineteen percent of the vote, something yeah. like that, something ridiculous for an independent, just enough to take it away from. And usually it's one whatever. one party. Usually it's one side that supports those guys because their views line up more relative to that party. That's just that's just the fucking way it is, man. And look at how many candidates you have. So you're gonna have. The pro and the problem is politicians are so fucking fake. That's the real problem. That's the yeah. core of the problem. So they sit here, and if you go back to the Republican uh, process during 2016, just watch how Trump and Ted Cruz treat each other. And then at the end, they they do this shit where it's like, well, I I've lost, so I'm gonna support Donald Trump as the next president. But his base yeah, can you imagine if someone comes out and says, yeah, I doesn't lost. do that. Fuck Donald Trump. <laughs> his his base Man. doesn't do that. Some of his base might do that because they're more interested in you know their party winning. But most of his base, this is where the never Trumpers come from. The people like Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro was a Ted Cruz guy. This is why Ben Shapiro still talks shit about Trump and doesn't really like Trump. He, I mean, he pats himself He's on the back. Like he, has, 
Well, he pats himself on the back whenever the Republicans win because he's more concerned with Republicans getting wins than he is Donald Trump. But he'd love to have Ted Cruz there instead. But there's a lot of people that are worse than Ted, that are worse than Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I was going to make a rat joke. Goddamn. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm not don't gonna turn, do we it. don't need another Listen, dash. dash. Listen, Dash. You fucking ruined me now. God damn it. I can't play Dark Souls without thinking about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, listen. Yeah, I like Ben Shapiro when he talks about certain things, but he, in terms of politics, he's he's kind of scummy about it, just like a lot of never Trump. Well, I just want to put this like, out there because this is like, like three podcasts in a talk, row. Like, whatever. This is like three podcasts in a row. We mentioned Ben Shapiro. The only reason I mention him so much is because, you know, I'm in, a, I'm in a fucking office all day and I listen to podcasts. Very few podcasts are consistent where they upload, you know, an hour's worth of content every single day. And one of them is Ben Shapiro. Yeah, so, man, I listen to Joe Rogan. I listen to his yeah. dumbass. Well, I listen, I listen to Joe Rogan when he's interviewing his someone interesting. Are great. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to listen when he's got some kind of SJW on or some shit. Well, like, not whatever. even that. Like, he does a lot of, like, MMA stuff. Has, like, MMA. I, can't, I, don't watch yeah, MMA. I can't do the MMA stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, back to what I'm saying. Listen. So the base doesn't follow. The, the politician does it because that's their fucking game. That's what they do. Bernie Sanders spent the whole time saying Hillary Clinton was unfit to be president. And then he gave his fucking donation money to her and supported her. Because he's a fucking slimy, two-faced piece of shit like the rest of the politicians. They're no fucking different. Ted Cruz is the same fucking way. They don't fucking care. They just want to be elected. They just want to make the money. That's the fucking point, okay? And the base doesn't the base doesn't perform like that. They don't think like that because they're not getting money. They're not being put in a position. They're not potentially being brought into as a cabinet member. They don't give a fuck about that. So the base, some of them will go, but most of them will stick behind and be like, no, fuck that. I remember the shit that this piece of shit was saying. And people, so that's a lot why, of people have a pretty short fucking memory when it comes to what politicians say. So, you know, when Bernie Sanders is talking all this shit about Hillary, it's, it's no fucking question that the, the Bernie Sanders supporters are going to be like, fuck that. I'm not voting <clears> Hillary. <throat> She's a fucking piece of shit. She's trash. That's how it works. So when you have 20 fucking people running for the Democratic ticket, you're going to have so many disenfranchised voters. So many of them that are just gonna, because they're going to eat each other. Like right now, they're trying. They're kind of like cutesily playing along right now, right? Like all of them are saying the same thing: Donald Trump. We gotta get Donald Trump, but they gotta start fighting each other. They, they, they have to. They have to start because the whole point is why this. Because they're going for a nomination. <laughs> and you're not even running against Trump yet. You're running against these other people. Bernie Sanders is the only one right now, by the way, that's like taking shots at the rest of them. The rest of them are just like, yeah, we all got to get Donald Trump. Like, what, are you all going to get fucking elected? Yeah, we're <laughs> we're going to convert to an oligarchy, and there's going to be uh, eight co-presidents. <laughs> like, you better start fighting against each other, or you're going to be screwed. Like, that's just how it works, man. You have to get the base behind you first. So, yeah, uh, PvP in Dark Souls is for faggots. <laughs> That's the moral of the story, I guess. Yeah, and don't trust a <laughs> fucking politician. I mean, I'm not even Their very good in social situations people. or reading people, but even for me, I look at 99% of politicians like, man, they are so fucking fake. I don't know Their how people don't see it. To, it, 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 it the, it's a fucking 
It's Look, an I could be a, I, I can Their be a politician. fucking job is to be reelected. <clears throat> That's it. It's like having to get you. It's like imagine you had to go to your job and every two to four years you had to fucking re up the job against other people like that's literally what it is well, i mean like, go just, ahead ask, ask me ask me a, a political question why do you sound like you're in a tin can right now I, I, that's not a political question <laughs> okay now it's fine i don't know what you did <laughs> nothing probably discord well the problem with with politics is that if you what about gay rights no i want to prove a point here gay rights i can I, I can be a politician ask me a political question like what? Anything. Doesn't even matter. Something. Yeah, you, some, <laughs> you know, well, something I, that a reporter would ask. Someone oh, yeah, in front of a microphone. Excuse me. Uh, what was that comment you said the other day about uh, somebody in, with a dick in their ass? <laughs> uh, well, I don't, I don't specifically remember that that comment but um what i do think is that's a conversation we should have <laughs> i get what you're saying and you're right and here's the problem here's the other problem with politicians <clears throat> and why they're fucking slimy they don't want to solve problems barack obama was like a fucking homosexual ally remember that was like a thing and i'm not saying that's bad yeah he was all about doing stuff for gay people and gay rights right that was the whole thing. And then he didn't. The Supreme Court did it. He could have. Anything that happens under order. a president's watch is the president's, you know, uh, another notch on their belt, apparently. I don't think people really understand that being a president isn't like being an absolute dictator. You know, like they don't really have a whole lot that they can do on their own. You can try to cheese the system, right? And make executive orders, but. Problem. I can't listen. Let me tell you something. Whenever, whenever gay marriage got passed by the fucking Supreme Court, which is illegitimate, by the way, the Supreme Court has no power to do that. Uh, they don't make laws. Okay, the only thing they can do is interpret law. Uh, yeah, well, and that's, and, that's and the, the way problem. that works. The way that works is if uh, the way Roe versus Wade works, as an example, because everybody knows what the fuck that is. The way that shit works is, uh, if you come at me. For a, if I try to get an abortion with me and my wife or something, and a doc and a doctor's like a doctor does it, and then the state tries to come after me on that, I could take that to the the Supreme Court and win, and you know I'll fucking win, so you might as well not even fucking come at. Me. That's <clears throat> well, the it's way all it works. it's all about precedent. They don't actually write laws, but you right, know precedent. they're supposed to interpret the law and take each case on a case by case basis. That's why it's called a case by case basis. Funnily enough. Yeah. Um, but then after Crazy. that's been settled, every case that comes after it for the same thing, there's a precedent set. They can't say that like, oh, well, you know, this person was convicted for this this one time, but this time we're right. going to let him go. It, it, they set a precedent. So it's not written anywhere that it's a they law, but it sets back. a precedent. Yeah. And that's but where it's you, kind of bullshit I, I because get, it very rarely gets revisited. Right? Well, let me promise you that politicians hated when that happened. Why? Because now they can't use gay marriage on their platform. They don't want problems solved. Obama didn't legalize weed either. Why? All the executive orders he signed, and he didn't sign one to legalize medical marijuana countrywide. Why? Because they don't want to. If problems are solved, there's no purpose for politicians. No fucking purpose at all. There has to be serious problems that can be solved. There has to be. 
all the fucking time. Every, always and forever. There has to be serious problems. And when you start solving those problems, those problems go away and you have to think of new problems. And if there are no problems, there's no reason for government. And then the government gets shrunk down. That's the way it works. If you if if our country was perfect right now, if we had everything and there were no problems, no rights issues, nothing like that. If everything was perfect and nobody had any problems, every issue for the government when it comes election time is taxes and lowering the size of the government. That's all that's going to happen. That means less jobs in the government, less politi- less places for these fucking politicians <clears throat> to swing around to, and more importantly, less money for them to pocket. Because you better fucking believe that's what happens. Money gets pocketed. Oh, $3 billion for, for for education? And then you, you're in charge of receiving uh, the money for your state? And, and like, hey, here's the money for, uh, hey, uh, mayor of this town, here's the money for your school in your, in your town. Oh, okay. Uh, let's have that distributed. Uh, by the way, make sure you pocket 50. Uh, what is that? We have yeah, $3 million for it. Make sure you They're fine pocket. Your state. Pocket fifty thousand of that. Nobody's nobody's gonna fucking. Why do you think they don't want to be audited? You know, people have been talking about audit the Fed for ten fucking years now. Why do you think it hasn't happened? And there's so much pushback against something as simple as auditing the federal government. Because then you're gonna know who's taking money. Because then it's gonna come up. Wait a minute. The budget was three million for schools for this year, this year, this year, but these schools didn't receive that. No, I mean, but like, there's nothing anyone can even do about it. Like, so if even if they get caught red-handed, it's like, oh yeah, you caught us. Right. Moving on. Well, no, <laughs> it wouldn't happen like that. I mean, that I I disagree. <laughs> I, I think that changes the tone to some degree. Yes, certainly, people don't go to jail like they should. People don't. These politicians don't go to prison. It's like fucking celebrities. They kill somebody and then they do like two years in prison or some shit and have to do like a drunk driving PSA. But but at the same time, stuff happens. Things change definitely in the community. I think that is a, a real thing. This is why they hate Trump. I don't care what you fucking think. You grab him by the pussy. Don't give a fuck. Don't give a fuck. I don't care how he fucking talks. I don't care because I didn't elect him to talk. It's like. I, I got people coming to fix my fucking floor, okay? I, I got some, some shit to do with my floor. And I got people that I'm going to pay to come do it. I don't give a fuck how they talk. I don't give a fuck if they, they talk about sucking each other's dick after work, okay? I don't give a goddamn. The only thing I care about is if they do the fucking job up to my standard. That's all I care about. When I hire somebody to do a job, that's all I fucking care about. Do the job up to my fucking standard. I don't give a fuck how you talk, how you look, what you've done in the past. I don't give a goddamn. They could be KKK members for all I fucking care. I don't give a fuck. Do your job. That's all you. That's all you're there for. Do your job and go home and never fucking talk to me again. That's that's it. That's what I want Trump to do. Do your fucking job. Then get the fuck out of my face. I don't want to see George, <laughs> George Bush anymore. I don't want to hear shit from George Bush or or Barack Obama or Bill Clinton. You did your job. Go home. Take your millions that we give you and go fucking home. Shut the fuck up. You did your shit. Go away. You it's okay like today? Fucking... <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> sound like you're I'm a little, like, uh, little more on edge than usual. I'm so fucking hyped for Game of Thrones. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking... Today is a Shut great your day. fucking mouth and get the fuck out of my fucking face, you fuck. I just want people fuck. to understand. <laughs> it, I, it, 
stop <laughs> putting stop putting politicians up on pedestals. They're not better than you. They are you. It's the the representation of the people. If that doesn't represent me. Then shut the fuck up until you you get one in office. Okay. Jesus Christ. I'm embarrassed by your picks. How about that? <laughs> Fucking Joe Biden. Give me a break. What's it? Joe Biden, what's he qualified for? Well, um, he was with Obama. He got like a C average in law Obama, school. Obama handpicked him. Oh, so we're just, it, it's not change anymore. It's back to that. What are you advocating for? Maybe you hate Trump and you're listening to this podcast right now and you don't like what I'm saying. Are you fucking really ignoring the economy? Are you really uh, ignoring a four point three percent GDP growth last year, and now we're back up to a three point two at the beginning of this year? Are you really ignoring that? Are you really ignoring the statistically and CNN? All these other fucking left leaning pl places will report this shit all the time. Lowest unemployment ever since it's been recorded. Are you really ignoring that because he fucking says shit you don't like? Seriously. Are we He's really mean to people? Lowest black unemployment of all time? But he's a racist. And you're fucking ignoring that because Russia? Jesus fucking Russia. Christ. What, a, what about Russia? Jesus Christ. Get the fuck, get a fucking life, man. Get serious. He's doing a job and doing a look, pretty good. Anyone, even like a child, he's doing even Republican a child, things fine. Even a child can look at the news and be like, this sounds like bullshit. I know because I was that child. That's why I never fucking watched mainstream media, even as a kid before the internet was a thing. Listen, I'm okay if you it's, don't like certain policies he's doing, but you can't not like the fucking economy. That's both sides, man. That's not a partisan issue. The economy, uh, unemployment, what? The fuck I just uh, how can you how can you not be in favor of getting a bigger paycheck? You know, like when you get your when you look at how much they take out in taxes between social security and taxes and everything, it's like between a quarter and a third of your paycheck. I mean, that's a big fucking chunk. My gross pay is like $1,200, and between taxes and insurance, I only see like 850 bucks out of it. Fucking bullshit, man. So yeah, <laughs> it might sound good when they're like, hey, we're going to pay off your student loans. Hey, we're going we're gonna to do this and that, and you know, it doesn't matter what, what it costs. Well, it's going to matter when your gross pay is $1,200, and what you actually take home is like 100 bucks. It's not going to feel so great. When you get a tax cut, you don't get a bigger check at the end of the fucking year from the government. It's the opposite of that because you paid less taxes. Okay. The check you get at the end of the year from the government is because you paid. It's, it's not their money. It's your fucking money. It's money that you were, you were supposed to get throughout the year. You I know, mean, you realize shit. this country went to war over like a two cent tax on tea, right? Now you're yeah. getting paid. They're taking taxes out. You buy anything. They're taking taxes out. You own a home. They're taking taxes out. You own a car. They're taking taxes out. You're talking about the same motherfuckers that expect you to figure out what the number you owe them is. But if you make a mistake, they know how fucking much you owe them. So they're doing the fucking math, okay? But they're like, fuck you, I'm not going to send you the math. Yeah. It's literally what you're dealing with, okay? Don't fucking, like... <laughs> 
Less government is better, my dudes. Let's move on to Game of Thrones. Sorry for the politics. I can't take the politics! (laughs) (laughs) My blood pressure's been raised. It fills you with a righteous fury, doesn't it? Like, man. It really does. I would really like to, you know, be able to change something, but government's too big. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll be a political prisoner. All right. So, I mean... uh, how many episodes have gone by since the last podcast? Two, right? And tonight's the third? Yeah, two episodes. All right. So you're probably better at coherently forming a thought. So why don't you sum up the first two episodes? I think maybe we did the first episode. Yeah. No. We, missed- I, we did predictions, but the first episode was that night. Second episode was last week, but it was Easter, so we didn't do the podcast. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, a recap. <laughs> well, just a quick one. I mean, you know, the, the high points. Not, it should be short. Oh my god! Uh, well, everybody got to Winterfell. Um, for some reason, Daenerys Targaryen was being a complete bitch about it and talking about the Iron Throne constantly when she could have just shut the fuck up and waited. The whole, you know, undead thing. Hey, undead are coming, and you've seen them, and they're serious. Yeah, but I want my Iron Throne. Okay, well, we kind of like the idea You're of not being die. ruled by people, but there's this. Uh, John's just outside, going, "Hey, you two fucks talking in there." <laughs> yeah, there's pe- there's literally people that were dead are walking around now. <laughs> I, I mean, I just don't get why Yario is like, "Hey, we want Iron, or the Iron Islands want to be want to be free." Okay, you got it, right? And then she goes to the North, and it's like, "Hey, the North wants to be free." No, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. No, the North is mine. I love this snow. <laughs> love all this fucking nothingness in the snow. It's not even the Grain Belt. Whatever. It's it's kind of out of character, but I, I don't know. I hope that they're them? not. Because everyone like there's she has a lot of fans and I hope that they're not like they're trying to get it. people they're not trying to get people to kind of turn on her and be like wow she's kind of a bitch and she's power hungry just so they can kill her off. Writers make mistakes and they're making that mistake where she's supposedly like oh it's been her goal this whole time. You know I've seen great writers make these mistakes and, and it's it's a small mistake that's easy to make like what you sit back at the end of the game and you're like what is what is the the goal the main goal let's let's remember what the main goal of this character is and and, but then they forget about shit like this character this isn't her main her main goal is not the iron throne i'm sorry i'm sorry all you people out there defending it i'm I'm sorry it's not you you have a character who was a nobody who was like a dainty little fucking girl being stripped down and having no control over it being fucking raped by a horseman and then you know, falls in love with him and kind of rests control of him and takes control of her own destiny. Uh, her her main goal is to get an army and sail across the ocean with her Dothraki and her army and get her throne back. She gets the Dothraki army, she gets the Unsullied, and then she's offered by the people of Marine ships. She's offered ships to sail across the ocean and leave the leave Essos and go to Westeros for good. She declines it. Why does she decline it? Because she wants to help the people of Marine. She wants to rule Marine as a queen and help them. And that's that that's what she does. She stays there for an entire season ruling Marine to help those people. 
and then suddenly she goes to Westeros and she's like, "Yeah, I want the I want the Iron Throne. I'm here just for the throne, hundred <laughs> percent. That's my main goal. That's my main goal." Well, it's fucked up that like Tyrion asks her, "Like, what happens cry. after? What happens if you die? Who who's the next in line?" And she's like, "We'll think about that later. Right? We got more important things to do." And then, like an episode later, it's like, "What happens after?" Oh, I'm gonna totally take the north <laughs> bend the knee bitch <laughs> it's so weird it's so weird it's like a weird time to do it you know like when you're when you're sitting on the throne maybe you should do it but right now you need allies you don't have the throne you have dragonstone that's what you have like this whole idea that i'm gonna go north with people that are already she's been told constantly they they, they don't take kindly to outsiders they're not going to maybe wait until they like you for helping with your dragons and your army before you start sitting at the middle. Well, I'm interested to see uh, how everyone changes their fucking tune after they actually see the undead. Cause you know, they've kind of, it's happened of before in the show where people are like, yeah, totally the undead, we got this. And then they see them and they're like, Oh fuck me. Listen. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's bad. It's bad writing to have her do that. But at the same time, uh, they're going to come around to her being that way. 100%. They're going to support her being that way. Uh, no question about it. Because as soon as they see undead, <clears throat> they're going to forget about that whole outsider thing. Like, please, with your dragon, help. <laughs> yeah. Please, please help with the dragon, lady. So, yeah, there's some there's some tension there. Uh, people sit around the campfire and say, episode two is a lot of like, hey, Good Get moment. ready. This is going to be yeah. the last time you see it's, characters interacting. Episode, episode two was fan service. That's really all it was. Bring it was, all these it was characters good. together. I mean, I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed both the episodes. They were they were kind of slow, but they needed to happen. You needed uh, you needed all that character interaction after five hundred and whatever days of no Game of Thrones. So, but now the real show begins. Last four episode fucking episodes, hour and a half a piece. And tonight is uh, the battle. Well, winter is going to come all over the north, in and around yeah. their face, net, so chest, no and head. Because we don't have any leaks, but some theories. We have theories. Do we not? I mean, check free folk. It's been ten minutes no, since I've we've been, checked. I've been, <laughs> <laughs> there's definitely no no leaks right now. Um, what we do have, though, are some pretty good theories and things based off of supposed leaks you know you have supposed leaks but you you know it's people that haven't been confirmed it is usually these things well well let's just point out a few of the things that have led to some of the theories one is that you haven't seen the night king this season at all yet or the dragon um let's see braun has been charged with killing jamie and Tyrion by cersei um iran fucks cersei Nothing to do with anything, really, but that happened. Thought you'd like to know. Um, yeah, the, uh, all the people who aren't capable of fighting or who are too valuable and also not good at fighting are all going to be in the Winterfell crypts. Uh, they mentioned in past seasons that there's hidden passages and shit so that the lords of Winterfell could escape if they need to. So a lot of people are saying that they're going to bring all the dead Starks back to life. And other people are saying that they're all going to escape through the crypts. Uh, some people are saying that the Night King is just going to beeline it to King's Landing with his dragon, and Bronn is going to be the one who's going to put two and two together because he's 
presumably on the way to Winterfell with a crossbow. Uh, what else? Oh, Bran so, is going to be yeah, just chilling that, by the, the Godwood. Well, let's go with one at a time. The, the Bronn thing, oh man, that is rough. I think that is your tension for after when... I think that's also kind of a spoiler from the show writers. Like, I mean, what is he going to get there and they're all going to be overrun by the dead. And then he's just going to be like, Oh, I guess I'm fucking leaving. Like that would well, be such he, a waste he, of time. He was conflicted about taking that, you know? So it, no, it, no one really knows no, what his I'm intentions talking, are. I'm just know? talking about like from a show writing perspective, is this character going to get to the North and see that the night King has taken the North and just be like, well, fuck, I guess I have to leave. And go back to King's Landing. They are, they, you know. A well, lot of it's it's hard to tell with the time scale. Like, is he going to get there in the middle of the battle and help? Because there's no way that he's going to be like, man, how am I going to sneak past all these zombies so I can kill Jamie with a crossbow? Like, that's that's not going to happen. No, I think Bronn is after Night King tension. I think that's the purpose there. Um, I also heard that um, something about season five being a, a big battle too. So you know, maybe that's King's Landing. So we get, you know, the battle tonight, then we get the next episode that's like the aftermath and the setup for the fifth episode. The fifth episode is the climax. <laughs> and episode six is like wrapping it all up. Uh I don't know, man. I, this I could don't be like the Empire Strikes Back of this season, right? Ends yeah, on we, a downer. I think we uh, we need to wait and get to that at the end of the like we're already talking about where the show might go. I have no fucking clue. I mean, there's possibilities, but at this point, there's no fucking way to know like where things are going to go. I think, I think Braun is going to be your tension because you got to have, you can't just go, Oh, the night King's done Whew, over with. All right. Cersei's in the South. No tension until we start fucking with them. I think you still need that tension. And I think a lot of that's going to come from, uh, Daenerys wanting to have the North and Sansa and the North not wanting that. I think you're going to have that still. And I think you're going to have Bronn being there walking around being all friendly, but the viewers knowing that he's been commanded to do that, right? Yeah. The thing about Bronn is it's difficult because even as, some, as you know, I think most people who are fans of Braun are still even looking at that scene and going, come on, Braun, don't fucking do it. Right. Cause this guy really just goes where the <clears throat> money's at. That's really, yeah. Up until this point, he's shown no real loyalty. Now I personally think this is a moment where they're going to make this character loyal. The reason why I say that is because George Martin has an interview you can watch on YouTube where he's talking about characters. And one of the characters he talks about people are asking him questions like characters that he didn't intend to be anything. And he, one of those characters he talks about is Bronn, where how Bronn and this other guy are supposed to be just uh, you know these characters that are moving with the Starks towards uh, wherever the whatever the fuck it's called. I don't exactly remember the name of it. Um, you know, Lysa, Aunt Lysa, or whatever's fucking place. Oh, the Vale. Um, yeah, the Vale. They're going towards the veil, and there's two guys there that are going to be the one that fights for Tyrion. Uh, and one of them ends up dying as he's riding, because he says he just kind of these things kind of formulate as he goes. And one of the guys ends up dying in the ambush, uh, and then Bronn is the one that lives. And Bronn was originally supposed to just be a character that just you know did this fight for him, 
and then goes away. But as he kept writing the character, he became more interesting. And there were suddenly there were all these things that he could do with this character. Suddenly, this character was needed for Tyrion yeah, to well, get here or I to go it. there. It's kind of and interesting because you got all and these that, people who up to that point, you know, like Ned Stark is like bound by honor, right? Like everyone's got some loyalty or honor or some code or some kind of unwritten rule you can't break. And Bronn's just like, fuck all that, right? right. Like he fights that guy in season one in the heavy armor and shit. And Bronn's just like, I'm just going to wear some leather and dance around this motherfucker. Right. So it's yeah, kind of a good armor. metaphor for you like. Fight, you fight without honor. And then he looks at the dead guy and goes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good metaphor for kind of his entire personality. And so that's a character that George, you know, didn't expect to be the way he is, but he started to like the character. So I don't think that Braun is just going to be this villain at the end. I think Braun, I think the loyalty moment for Braun is going to be a big character moment. I think he might actually show his hand at some point. Uh, and there'll be a lot of tension and build up, but I don't think he's ultimately going to pull the trigger. Yeah, I don't see that happening either. It'd be a shitty way. Whoever, if he ends up killing Tyrion or, or Jaime, it's a real fucking shitty way to go out after all this, you know? Well, I don't think he's going to kill Tyrion and Jaime. Speculation. Well, no, I, I don't. I, I don't think, think he will either. Goes but south and kills his sister. There's a lot of a lot of hints towards that there's a lot of even in the show not just the book there's a lot of like the prophecy they showed in the show they have uh for her they have the um the multiple lines of cersei saying you know he and i came into this world together we'll leave this world together i mean it just makes sense that he would stab her in the belly right there on the throne as she's trying to burn everyone poetically again and the mountain just fucking cleaves them or something yeah, bet you know. she bet she kind of wishes that she hadn't spent all that fucking dragon fire shit or whatever. What was that green shit called? Oh, they got more of it. They got a whole lot more of it. Oh, well, green, uh, wild green fire. fire. Yeah, that's yeah, gonna come in handy. Fire. Yeah, she's gonna try to burn the whole city. You, you think want. it's gonna it's gonna be like a a mess? I of think like that's her ace orange, card. green, and blue fire. I think that's her ace card, and she doesn't even really realize the parallels that she's creating. I think she has the golden army, and then she's going to have, on the backup of that, I think she's going to have maybe Kyburn working on something to ra raise undead, and that'll be... So I think the Night King dies in episode three. That's my theory. I think the Night King is defeated... Well, I... But, but why like you have you haven't seen him like why does he have any reason to even show his face i mean why doesn't he has well, no reason to people, like move up from the back line some people have said he's waiting for john and daenerys to show themselves because he knows that the dragons are big threats to his well, army that's what, that's what i'm saying though it's like he's he's presumably a leader right like he's not going to be on the front lines fighting he's going to be sitting on well, a fucking I mean, horse in the back chucking javelins at dragons According to Bran, he wants to kill Bran. That's like his MO. I mean, but we why still does he don't have know. to do it himself? We don't know. I st we still don't know what his purpose is for that. I, I don't know. We still don't know how the magic works. Now, I'm presumably, if we're talking about the way magic works in Game of Thrones, presumably what the Night King really does is a form of warging into undead and controlling them all at the same time. And he's just got so much power that he can do it like Bran has to warg into one being and that's all he can do. 
you know, and really green seeing is really kind of him warging into the, the weirwood net and being able to see the past. It's really kind of what's going on. So all of that magic really kind of revolves around that one type of magic. And it makes sense that whenever a white Walker dies, all the other <clears throat> dead die because the white Walker was literally controlling them through a form of warging. And they're just so powerful that they can do it kind of as sub, a, a subconscious yeah, uh, slightly different type of magic. You know, that's well, why their eyes also, are blue. Right? I heard another theory that I haven't, you know, validated it or anything, but it seemed interesting. But every time you see that like maelstrom symbol that they leave ever since, you know, season one, episode one, it's had seven mm -hmm. prongs, right? Yeah, and seven, seven is like kind of a number that keeps coming up, right? Like the seven, seven kingdoms. The it's seven like the God. seventh, yeah, uh, it's the seventh cycle or something, right? Well, the, and the, like the gods of the children of the forest are seven. They yeah. number seven. And you keep hearing about Daenerys uh, like breaking the wheel, different kind of wheel, but um, mm. basically the theory is that uh, some cataclysm comes along at the end of every cycle and wipes that wipes the memory, right? That's why like no one really knows anything about the giants or the the children or anything, right? It's like all these different races and stuff that have been around, and you see the remnants of them, but no one really knows what happened to them. And the theory is that. Um, you know, when the Night King takes Last Hearth and he leaves uh, Umber up on that fucking thing, like nailed in, that has eight spokes instead of seven. It's the first time you see it with eight spokes. So the idea is that he's coming to, you know, wipe out everyone in this era and start the eighth cycle. And Daenerys is going to be the one to break the wheel, right? So, I don't know. Like I said, haven't validated it. I haven't counted the spokes. I haven't gone back and looked, but so it's a very difficult um, thing when it comes to the Night King because we know so little about him. Uh, we, there's also the Knights King, like the Knights King is uh, spelled the same way, but it's uh, apostrophe S. Now the Knights King is from the book, and he's a legendary figure known in the Seven Kingdoms and among the free folk north of the wall. According to the legend, he was originally a Lord Commander of the Night's Watch who fought in the Haunted Forest, uh, who found in the Haunted Forest a cold woman, that's how it's written in the book, with bright blue eyes, which is seemingly a female White Walker. He took her to the other side of the wall and declared himself the Night's King for 13 years. He ruled over the brothers of the Night's Watch performing human sacrifices and the free folk rallied under the banner of the king beyond the wall and marched against the night, the night fort, which the Night's King had taken as his seat. Uh, and they defeated him with the aid of, aid of House Stark. This is why uh, afterwards the castles on the wall were not allowed to have walls facing south uh, so that they could easily be retaken. So we have this character who perceivably has now there's a lot more to that that's a summary of it but there's a lot more to that shit because first of all we've never seen a female white walker uh in the show but there's all these other things that he does throughout this entire process um that could i mean it could have some connection to the, the uh the night king right i mean you have two characters in a book series that have very similar names. Um, but, I mean, 
at the same time, the Night King <laughs> is like, we, we know so little about it. Like we have a, a scene where he's being created strapped to a weirwood tree. Yeah. And the and children. Why, why was he created? It doesn't really make sense. Like if the oh, first so men he, were the enemies of the children of the forest, why right. would they go and be like, Hey, let's make so them he was more made powerful. Ago. Well, he was made long ago. The first men were coming up and they were cutting down the forest uh, and all of this shit. And the, the children panicked and they created the night King by putting dragon glass into his chest with some kind of spell. And the idea here was that this creature would destroy because they were, they, they made them weak to fire and the children of the force use fire. Uh, and the idea was that the night King would wipe out the men and then the children would be, would easily be able to wipe out the, the undead and the night King. Um, that was the goal. Uh, Unfortunately, it seems like Leaf, who, which is the name of the character, was maybe didn't understand the spell. Maybe it was an old spell. I mean, these are the kind of things that you're probably not going to get any information on, right? Like, may, it could have been like an old spell where <clears throat> she didn't really know any. You get this a lot in in these kind of things. People assume how a spell is going to go. Maybe they're too confident or something, and then it kind of backfires on them. It backfired on her to where it, they do. Their goal is what she wants but at the same time he also wants to just wipe out all the children i guess the idea was they would hide in the forest until this happened but it turned out that the night king was somehow immune to fire like he fire actually dissipates around him i, I wouldn't be surprised if you have a moment where daenerys burns him with fire and he just is standing there unaffected by it like completely unfazed when do they establish that he's immune to fire well, I mean, that's an assumption, but oh. it's based off of him. Every time he's around fire, the fire recedes away from him. Um, and by the way, everybody thinks he's going to be a Stark. I don't fucking know. I think it's, it's possible. It's Bran the Builder, my dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's possible, but um, I think... Uh, well, I would think that, like... If fire recedes away from him and he can't be burned, he, like maybe he's a Targaryen. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It is possible. He could ride a dragon. You already have that happening. Like uh, the the raven, the three-eyed raven that gave his powers to Bran was a Targaryen. Uh, you know, these people were prevalent back yeah, then. Yeah, they've been fucking each other for a long time. <laughs> so the, the, the children of the forest and the, the, the kingdom of men, ironically, it gave, it gave them a common enemy. And they fought that common enemy together and created a truce from it where the men would stay out in the plains and the children would stay in the forest. And that was their remembered thing. Um, and, and, you know, the men actually adopted the children's gods and, and the weirwood trees and all this stuff. And they, they, re they uh, constructed the, the wall with, and the, the, with magic and all this shit, and whatever. Um, <clears throat> And that's kind of how the legend goes. Now, this is only, this is thousands of years, by the way. He was created thousands of years before all this shit. Uh, and was it like 8,000 years or something? It's like a crazy amount of time. It's pretty crazy. He's only tried to invade once and he, he didn't make it past the wall. Or the wall was, sorry, the wall was raised afterward. Uh, 
So we don't know much about him. We know he can turn children into whites with just by, just by touching them. And maybe there's some kind of magic there. Maybe he needs that spiral to happen. Uh, maybe that's what the spiral is, is part of the magic. Maybe he's just obsessed with it because that's part. I, I don't know. Like the problem with the Night King, we've never heard him talk. We don't know if he's intelligent. I mean, obviously he's intelligent to some degree, but we don't know if he's like hyper intelligent or something and can, you know, has he has no purpose to talk. First of all, he's not around people to talk to them. Uh, so I'm glad they haven't made him talk. But uh, it's also like you have to think like, uh, does he is he just driven? Is he just driven by a purpose, or does he have an ultimate plan? I mean, we've heard Brand talk about he he wants an everlasting night. Yeah, but what does he do there? Does he? He doesn't want the fucking Iron Throne. He doesn't give a fuck about that. What what does he? What's his What's his goal after he? You know, once he completes his task, what happens to him? Where does he go? Like these are the kind of questions that lead to uh, some to some degree. You know, trying figuring out. Well, presumably, exactly according to that happened. that theory, is his he he's basically there as a force to reset the cycle, right? If there is such a thing, so. Well, I, yeah, I sure. guess if that's the case, he would just head back up north for another couple thousand years and wait for shit to, you know, flourish again. Well, this is the thing with uh, when you talk about fantasy worlds like this, and you, once you start getting up to these levels, you have to start considering things like gods and demigods and things like that. Like, where are the gods? Who are the gods? You know, we hear a lot about Rolor, this god of fire. Where is this guy at? Is this actually a god? You know, we you start to have to start thinking about things like the cosmos and and all this crazy shit that's never going to be answered in the series. Um, so there's just gonna you're just gonna end at some point. There's gonna be a level to of not understanding because to explain certain things like these, sometimes you got to get really deep. And I don't think the show's gonna do that. I think the show's gonna pretty much give us what we already have. I, this show doesn't do a lot of exposition, so I don't see anyone sitting back, aside from a brand uh, vision, which, by the way, we could be seeing a vision of Catelyn Stark tonight because the actress who plays her was uh, like in an interview and talked about having a cameo appearance and that fans would have to wait and see what that was about Monday. And, of course, she's British, so the British see this shit Monday. Uh on their timeline for them it's monday when they when it comes on yeah uh so is i i i seriously doubt she's going to be in the night king's army uh because you know she was stuffed away by the phrase as well they didn't exactly send her body to to the north Uh, so it's very likely that it'll be a flashback now one of the i've heard a a supposed leak slash theory that Bran is going to warg into uh, Viserion while the Night King's riding it, and he's going to cause it to fall to the ground or whatever. To He's going to kind of start fighting back against the Night King a little bit in that way. That's how he's going to be fighting in this battle, is warging like that. Yeah. And that because he's at the Godswood, he's going to end up having a vision of Ned and Catelyn, and that's going to pull him out of it. Uh, but that'll be the That'll be what's needed in order to dismount the Night King from Viserion. Uh, 
which you know, I could, I could, I can believe something like that. I don't know what vision he would have of Catelyn and Ned and why. Um, maybe it's a moment for Bran. Maybe seeing his mother and father talking about him or something will bring him a little, little bit back from the whole emotionless, three-eyed raven who yeah. doesn't care if he lives or dies. Uh, so who knows how that'll go? I do think Theon dies protecting Bran. I think that's a nice circular thing for Theon. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't see him. He's already kind of, he saved Sansa and now he's going to protect Bran. You know, he kind of, he kind of was one of the catalysts for why everything's the way it is to some degree, because if he wouldn't have tried to impress his people, you know, Bran wouldn't have had to go north of the wall and, uh, well, of course, Bran wouldn't be who he is, and they'd probably all lose. But <laughs> yep. Um, well, at the same I mean, time, I think he's gonna die protecting Bran. If um, if Bran never went north of the Wall, then the Wall probably could have still held up against the Night King. You know, so that's true. <laughs> <laughs> true. Um. Well, maybe I don't know because it was Daenerys taking her dragons north, right? Yeah, but uh, I thought that like the only reason that the Night King can make it past the wall now is because he uh oh he he, he no, marked he, Bran, right? No, like wasn't he knows it where Bran is now at all? Well, times. yeah, but remember when he was talking to the original Three-Eyed Raven and like he was safe in that little cave, but when he got marked, like he could uh enter the cave and kill everybody? Wasn't it kind of the same thing with the wall? Like the wall had the same magic to keep the the White Walkers out and then when Bran crossed the threshold that kind of fucked it all up like it did with the cave mm. I don't know you know my original theory was that he wants to burn down the weirwoods but I don't I don't know that he burnt that one down maybe he just wants to kill Bran I still think that Bran creates the Night King some way in history and the Night King knows this and is trying to kill Bran to stop himself from being created Well, I don't know, man. It seems like it's a lot of fucking effort just to kill one fucking guy. Why raise an army? You know, at least why raise an army that big? Why wait thousands of years stealing, you know, fucking I mean, this is riding wildly. Problems, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's like a subconscious thing. I think he has a directive that he like, I think the magic that the children put in him kind of guides him like that. And, and it is a little bit autonomous. Well, maybe it's just as simple as, but, you know, they created him to kill humans. And that's what he wants to do still. It's just kill all humans. Right. Yeah. But at the same time, I think he wants, there's a part of him that wants to stop Bran. And that's where the interesting part of the story to me is right now is what is Bran's connection to the Night King? Uh, you know, is it like, why was the guy that becomes the Night King out there in the first place? Why was he there? Was he just exploring and came across it and captured? Uh, was he some kind of commander that was leading? Because this is before the wall even existed, this guy being created. Was it some kind of, uh, you know, it makes sense that Bran would try to warg into someone. Uh, maybe not current Bran. Maybe, I mean... I could yeah. be going out. You know, the brand can't the really seem to like warg into or anywhere near 
the Night King without him knowing and kicking him out of it, right? Mm -hmm. So maybe it's like Bran warging into past Bran who wargs into past Bran who wargs into past Bran to put like levels of buffers so that he can <laughs> try to mentally fight the Night King, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I think uh, the idea, because we know all of these certain things that Bran doesn't really know. And it's really difficult because Bran doesn't refer to himself as Bran. He refers to himself as the Three-Eyed Raven. But I don't think that means that he's all-knowing because he still has visions where he learns things. We saw well, that. Well, it's because he, he has the potential to know everything, parentage. but he has to look for it, right? Right, he has to, exactly. He doesn't just so, omnisciently know shit. I think he's definitely <clears throat> going to try to do something in the past when it comes to the Children of the Forest and the Night King. I think he's going to remember the Hodor, or maybe somebody's going to mention it to him or something. You know? um, he did have a vision that he would fly. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. That was uh, that was the Red, Three Eyed Raven that told him that he would fly. But I think that just means he's warging. Did you see the meme of like just a bunch of ravens with like fucking ropes strapped to Bran's wheelchair, <laughs> just <laughs> flying him across? <laughs> people keep people keep saying shit like, "How does who keeps wheeling Bran around and leaving him?" Like, dude, it's got it's a wheelchair. He can he can his arms work. Yeah. <laughs> It's not he Stephen Hawking. Oh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's not Stephen Hawking. Like, I like that's the most interesting part of this show right now is who is the Night King and where is it going? I really hope they establish him. I really hope this isn't just like, oh, the whole fucking thing's a battle and then Winterfell falls and that's the end of the episode. I want some kind of content. I want more context by the Night King. I don't know that he'll die in this episode. My theory is so. Here's the way it works to develop this theory. Let's see, we got episode three, which is the battle. Then we have episode four, five, six. Episode six is probably a closeout, right? Like similar yeah. to episode two. Everybody that's alive is having moments together or whatever. Uh, episode, I seriously doubt they're going to go episode six, final episode, and then who's going to sit on the throne? Da -da -da -da. Oh, shit. Like that's the <laughs> ending. Like, I seriously doubt it. I seriously think that episode five is really kind of the culmination of it all. I think that's the the ending of it, and then episode six is you know just kind of working out the processes. Well, of I do what's think that happen. the Iron Throne is going to get destroyed, so there's not even going to be a throne to sit on at the end. I think it's going to be like a group of people console. sitting, whoever's left sitting down, saying, "Hey, this hasn't fucking worked. We're going to do it differently now." Right? I think I think that you're going to have a kind of council of the. It's going to be whatever There's dragons left over, taking a bunch of swords and forging it into like a fucking round table or some shit. Right? I think you're, you're going to have a representative for each kingdom, of each each of the seven kingdoms, and that's going to be what's in the red keep. I think that's yeah. how that goes, uh, and I don't think Daenerys is going to be okay with that. So I don't think she's going to live, unfortunately. I think but she'll I think be okay John with it will. if John's part of it too. If one I don't of them, think so. I mean, I, I think I it's think so because because she I, dies. Think, I, I believe Sansa will be the, the the warden of the North or whatever, not the warden, but the representative of the North, uh, the Lady in Winterfell. They keep calling her that, and I think John is going to be the the Targaryen example. I really do, and I think that uh, they're probably going to save what's her name down in the crypts. You know, the chick that was Oberyn's wife. And she'll be the representative. Oh, yeah. Well, you never actually see her die. Well, apparently. Well, she doesn't die. Cersei yeah, she's Cersei alive. Specifically keeps her alive. 
She her daughter's probably dying. Like she, she you think did, she's just insane by now, right? Her daughter's dead. Got to be by now, right? Got to be, yeah. You think they just open the door and it's like one torch and she's like in a corner, all thin and like fucking shaking, and it's just yeah. like a half rotted corpse sitting there. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to see where that goes. I think Yara Dude, is okay. So we never we didn't talk about this last week, but Ron gets what about Clagain Bowl? Okay, so here's my theory on the Hound. Beric Dondarrion, uh, in the book, sacrifices his life to resurrect Catelyn Stark into Lady Stoneheart. And she goes around uh, leading a, a group of bandits, killing Freys, hanging them by tree, in, in trees and shit. Uh, and they call her Lady Stoneheart, and she looks terrible, and she's got, like, covers her throat so she can talk because it's been slit and has a really raspy voice and all that shit. Very cool stuff that I was hoping they'd do, but they never got around to. Instead, Beric lived in the show and went north and fought as a character that, by the way, doesn't exist. The dude that plays Beric has the best voice ever. I wish I had that dude's voice. (laughs) Just listen. So I think he's going to die in this battle. I think the I think the purpose for Beric is character growth for someone else, not for Beric. For someone, there's no real character growth for Beric. Beric always shows up and gives a sermon and then leaves, right? He's never character growing. He's already developed as a character. Like when he comes on scene, it all it seems like he's already he already has the answer. And then it's fine. Like there's no conundrums for him or problems. Well, I mean, I, he just doesn't care about the answer. He knows he doesn't know why he's there, but he knows that there is and he has faith that he has a purpose and that's kind so, of it. I think he's, I think his purpose is for the hound. I think his character growth, I think that hound's character growth is, is part of Barrick. Like Barrick. Well, it would make sense that he, um, you know, the hound was kind of created by fire and fears fire and then is redeemed by fire at the end. So the hound was burned and he's been afraid of fire his whole life. Now there's two segments. Uh, number one, the hound kills Barrick fighting for the for control of to see who gets to have Arya right it's like a trial by combat he fights Beric and kills Beric and watches Beric get resurrected okay so at that point the hound kind of maybe believes in this fucking magic well he does now is like since he saw that shit in the fire yeah he comes along Melisandre later on and she has him look into the fire or no it's not Melisandre it's it's uh it's the other guy yeah, it's the other guy, yellow cloak or whatever. It's it's the guy that was rolling with Beric. Yeah. Uh, it's just like Melisandre is. And he has him look into the fire, and he can actually see stuff. The hound can see stuff because he's been touched by fire. Looks like Discord got red in my robot Yeah, you'd cut out for a second, but we didn't miss Sorry. Uh, so he looks into the fire, and he can see stuff just like a red priest can. And it's it makes sense because he's been touched by fire. It's almost like he's been chosen by Rolor, right? That's like the scar on. Uh, it's really it's really one of those writing things where the scar on his face isn't a scar; it's a mark, right? Yeah. It's a mark by the god of fire as a chosen one. What if <laughs> you know George Martin, promise? Talks, <laughs> George Martin talks about all these things. Uh, all these characters or, or ideas and concepts about uh, prophecy and, and how they can be multiple characters. What if part of that is him as well? What if he's also one of those characters? I think that the Hound 
we see in the trailer the hound freezes up when there's fire everywhere and it looks like barracks yelling at him to fight and he's just like up against the wall in fear i think he i think he dies i think the hound dies in this battle and barrack sacrifices his life to resurrect the hound doing the lady stoneheart moment on him because he's supposed to die he's supposed to be dead and give his life to someone else i think he gives his life and it would be a nice little circular thing you know he gives his life to resurrect the hound which in the beginning of the show season one he's tasked by ned stark to go find the hound who has run off you know the hound left and he's tasked to go find the hound or, or sorry, the mountain. He's tasked to go bring the mountain in for, for doing these injustices to people. And then he finds the hound later on and convicts him and, and tries to kill him, but dies himself. I think he's going to die and he's going to, and Barrack is going to resurrect him, giving his life, and it's going to change the hound. And the hound is going to. Why'd you do that, you cunt? No, I think <laughs> it's going to change him completely. I think he's going to change him in because the hound's been kind of going towards the red priest kind of thing. You know, yeah, he's a strong warrior and I think he'll pick up the flaming sword. I think he'll pick up the flaming sword and it'll ignite and he'll fight the, he'll, he'll start fighting right there and he'll never be afraid of fire again because of something like when he dies, like the warmth of the fire, like it's not that bad or something like he's not afraid anymore. I think that's going to happen. That that's my theory with the hound. And then he'll still get to go south and have the game bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how long have any people been uh, asking for that? At least four seasons, right? Yeah. It's gotta happen. There's no reason for Barrett to die, to survive. But more importantly, if he just dies and doesn't resurrect anyone, that's kinda lame. Because what he's known for man you yeah know? well what about melisandre like she left but she already knows that she's gonna die in westeros so she's she tells uh Varys like the theory. at dragonstone that she's you know she's what she said she's like well i have to come back to die here just like you will and Varys is like what <laughs> she's seen the death her death is in westeros i uh there's two, there's two things i like about one is a theory that people have had that I kind of like, and it's that she shows up at the end of episode three or the beginning of episode four and resurrects a lot of people that have died. I, I don't really like that too much. I do like it as a theory because it's kind of like a oh shit moment and it really kind of goes along with the prophecy of people fighting alongside Azura High Reborn being resurrected. What if like, um, um you know, but all this I stuff that we say, we assume that Azura Hire, the prince that was promised, needs to be revealed before all this happens. But what if he's not? You know, what if like all this shit happens, but no one, it's, you still don't fucking know who it is. What if the show yeah. ends and you never find out who it really is? Yeah, I don't think so. I, I agree. I think it's going to be something where like Melisandre comes back and she's like, "You are Azura Hire. You defeated the Night King." Blah blah blah. Whatever. And by then, it's like, well, fucking over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think her purpose, my theory on her purpose, is to, uh kind of come back and i you know i know the onion knight wants to kill her and all this stuff and i i guess from a writing perspective she has to be redeemed somehow but i think she also gives her life to resurrect someone i don't know who it is 
I don't have a theory on who That'd it is. That'd be kind of a cool moment, right? Like I don't think the Night John. King does that thing where he pauses battle and just raises his hands and all the dead come back to life. Wouldn't that be kind of crazy if Melisandre does like the same thing with fire and they all like come back as uh-huh. not a white? <laughs> like, ah, bitch. You do that too. <laughs> I don't think she'll be here in episode three. I think she'll be episode four though. That's my theory. And she's well, it depends. It depends where they end episode three. Is it just the battle and it's over, or is there a battle and then like some aftermath? Uh, what if she resurrects the Onion Knight? Who's the Onion Knight? Um, fuck. What's his name? Uh, the Smuggler. Um. Oh, Davos. Davos. Yeah. Well, why? Why would she? He's a talker. Well, he- Okay, so he doesn't like her because well, he convinced Stannis to burn Shireen. Now, we just had an episode where he saw a little girl that looked like Shireen with the fucking scar on the face and everything. Yeah. And it really got to him. You could see it got to him. Uh, so that's fresh in his mind right now. <laughs> like... Like it's like she goes away. Melisandre goes away to let it kind of get away, get out of his system, and then she comes back right when he's had it in his mind. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, Oof. <laughs> um, I I don't know. Maybe she comes back and resurrects the dragon. You know, who knows what she does? I don't know what she does. I, I don't like to do big theories like that. Like resurrects the dragon. Well, no, I was kind of more asking because a lot of people are still like, "Oh, Melisandre's coming back." It's like, but. Is she really necessary? Like, what's her purpose now? She has she uh, has a storyline. Like, she took she her believes... necklace off and she was old. And like, but they never. Does it matter yeah, to the greater? Scheme the, the purpose of, of that is to show that she ha- does have magic in her. She is definitely. This magic is real. Whatever magic she's employing, the god that she talks about may not be real, but the magic is. Um. I think um, what she believes, I don't know if this is true or not, but I think what she believes <clears throat> is that she's Jon Snow's Nisa Nisa, that he has to kill her so that when he pulls the blade from her chest, it'll be ignited with flame. And maybe it's true. Maybe she'll be here in episode three and she's like, they're losing and he, they fall back to the castle and she's in there and she's like, you got to stab me in the heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, what did they say in the prophecy about and then, and then resurrected uh, Clegane, the hound, is like, you know, they're just sitting there and John's like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And then Melisandre's like, you got to do it. And everybody's like, you got to do it, John. And then the hound. Kill the like, bitch. And, and then, the, and then the, the hound's just like, fuck this shit and grabs her and stabs her. And then he pulls the sword out. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like it to be Jamie, but it doesn't line up with that. I do think that everybody that has a Valyrian sword are the heroes and they're not going to die. I don't believe that. So that would mean like Jamie, Arya, um, Brenna of Tarth, Brienne. Yeah. Uh, Jon Snow and uh, Jor- Jorah Mormont all survive. That's my theory. So who's who are the big deaths? Who are you? Per- I mean, there's going to be a lot of death. We know that. And there's going to be some not, side characters. I think there's not going to be a lot of death. I think that's. I think people are expecting a lot of death, but I don't think there is. I think maybe a dragon dies. 
um, in the process of killing another dragon, maybe a dragon. You know, uh, there's writing in the book where George talks about when there were dragons and back in the day where there were a lot of dragons, they would typically fight each other and you'd see them, you know, clashing in the air and falling to the ground. And sometimes the riders would survive most of the time, not. Well, uh, uh, here, I'm going to give you, this is my 75% theory. I'm 75% sure this will happen and I don't want it to happen, but I'm going to say it. I think, uh, the, the night King's dragon is going to show up and Danny's going to try to pull some, Oh, he'll remember me. There's no way. Right. And he totally doesn't he totally burns her with fire. And she's standing there like, I can't be burned, but this is blue fire, right? It's night King fire. And she actually <laughs> fucking burns. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't think she's going to, I, I, listen, I'll tell you 100%. I can almost guarantee you that Daenerys is going to survive and Jon Snow as well. Almost can guarantee you. I think I said this already. There's a, there's a scene in the trailers that we have not seen yet where she's at Dragonstone in some black clothing, like the type of shit she wears at Dragonstone and her, John's standing behind her looking like they're not getting along right now. And she's just looking at this fire uh, at a fire, like on a hearth. And then he just kind of steps out of scene. Like we have not seen that yet. That's at Dragonstone. Uh, I don't know if that was a fuck up on their part or a fake scene. It could have been a fake scene, but it's not very likely that it's fake. It's very likely. You that sure it's Dragonstone? Slip that in there and hope that people don't remember. Yeah, it's absolutely Dragonstone. Uh, it's you, people have already people have already uh, connected it to Dragonstone with like similar scenes and shit like that. Uh, but if you look at the promotion for the next episode, she's wearing that white furry shit when they're standing out there watching over the battle. So, yeah. Um, I think Barrick dies, and that's kind of a big death. And I think, I think the Hound dies, and Barrick doesn't immediately resurrect him. And people think, "My God, the Hound's dead." That's a big death for people. Clegane Ball now. Even Clegane <laughs> being dead for th- like ten minutes on screen time is is gonna affect a lot of people. And then Barrick, they're gonna put in some fucking fourth wall breaking shit. Was like, what was it like being dead? It felt like an eternity, right? And people are gonna be like, yeah, it did. It felt like an eternity. It was only 10 minutes, but fuck. I think Grey Worm absolutely (laughs) dies. You know, he's been promising Masande this shit. I think Masande dies as well. Maybe, maybe. I'm on the face of her. But I think Grey Worm dies. We know that they get into the walls and Arya is running from something that people have looked at now. It looks like an unsullied soldier that might be undead. So um, I think that's one of those moments where a lot of people have died and they've retreated and they feel like they're safe behind the walls. But then he starts resurrecting people that have died behind the walls and shit of wounds or whatever. Um, I don't know. Like I never really got the whole gray worm storyline. Like he was a slave and then he was freed and then he decided to keep fighting for Danny. But like the only thing that's changed with him is that now he has some agency over his life, but he's still doing the same shit he's always done. You know, I think, uh, I think those are really some of your big deaths right there. I think maybe Podrick might die. That's very possible. Although I still like the idea that everybody that was in that hearth room there with Tyrion, when they said we're survivors, I think all of those people survive. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be as many big deaths as people think it is. I think Gendry dies, maybe, because 
you know, that that could be a big moment for Arya where she, you know, Gendry he, she just Is that this what she's from. running from? People always assume right? she's like she looks right? scared. Exactly. Maybe she just doesn't want to kill the guy that she just kind of started falling for or something, who knows. Uh I think it's very possible that Gendry dies. Um because I don't see any use for him. Yeah, but well, he made all the weapons. And... Now people say things like, oh, "Yeah, but his character arc hasn't come full circle." Like this isn't Walking Dead, where they complete character arcs before they kill people. What yeah. What was Ned Stark's character arc? What the fuck was Ron Rob Stark's character arc? Like the, the people die regardless of character arc yeah. all the time. And it's something that you know show. kind of reflects real life. Is sometimes a lot of times people die and there's finish. no fucking closure and. <laughs> Like, yeah, man, what a fucking shame. And that's the only way that death is impactful, really. Otherwise, it's just like, yeah, well, at least he got the happy ending. Like, no, it's it's not how it works here. And, you know, we, we've been through a lot of show with not a whole lot of death. I mean, all of season seven, who died? Like, Littlefinger. That's right. it. Like, it's Little been a finger, while. Exactly. Now, there have been leaked pictures of the show, so we'll do, from this point, we'll talk about leaked shit in terms of pictures that weren't supposed to be out or pictures that people have like lightened up and stuff uh we have Jon Snow on the ground and he's not wearing his cloak anymore he's wearing like just the the leather underneath which isn't really armor or anything like that which would lead me to believe he's maybe fallen off of the dragon or something the dragon been grounded or something and he looks like the look on his face is like he's seeing something he's never seen before. Uh, mm. Like he's wide-eyed with his mouth agape a little bit, and there's fire around him. Uh, we also see there's a shot of a... Uh, we know they're going to like fall back behind some shit. We also see there's a shot of the Unsullied just standing there, and in the background is a dragon flying. I don't know if that's you know, the night King or if that, because it's just one dragon by itself, or I don't know if that's just like the tail end of maybe both dragons flying off in the distance or something like, I, I, I don't know. Uh, John and Daenerys, that's a, there's a scene where they're standing, uh, over watching the army. Maybe they're just there with the dragons just waiting. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I think there's a scene, there's a scene with Theon that was leaked where he's got like a bow and he's drawn it back and it's got a, flaming arrow on it so definitely people get into the god's wood if that's the case and there's a scene with john fighting and there's fire there's like smoke and fire like around you can't see the fire but it's like that hazy red orangish shit they do with the smoke and he's fighting and he's got the same the, the outfit's the same and he's got his sword branded but you can see trees like i don't know if that's the weirwood he's fighting next to the god the god's wood if he's in the god's wood or if that's Maybe he's out in a forest or something. Like maybe he went after the Night King. I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna work. Um, and it, you know, there's all the other scenes like Tyrion underneath the thing talking to Varys. Varys, but they also have like worried looks on their faces. I don't know if that's just from them seeing. I think they should be worried all the time, <laughs> right? For some reason, Daenerys and Jon definitely ride their dragons out. I don't, I don't know. 
Uh, I find it kind of corny, the idea that John would have a one-to-one with the Night King. I know people have been waiting for that, but it just seems weird. It doesn't, How would he get there? Like I don't, I just don't see the Night King even, being on the front lines. The Night, I, he's always just been chilling in the back. Like how the fuck? But even if the Night King does go to the Godswood by himself or or with a group of White Walkers, like I just, it just doesn't work in this show, in my opinion, to have the hero fight the villain. You know, it just, it doesn't connect in my mind as a thing. It's, it doesn't work right. It's not one of those. It's. I'm sorry, it just doesn't work for me. It's one of those things where, yes, John is a hero, but this is this is not a fantasy thing where we're supposed to sit here and be like, oh, the hero fights the bad guy in the final act, and you know, it's a sword clashing thing, and it comes to an end where this the hero gets the win. Like, that just doesn't feel right to me for Game of Thrones. It feels more like Bran is the person that brings them down, you know, like. Uh, the the cripple right yeah i don't know it would have to be like a battle of the minds though and he's never really been able to do anything like like he just kind of gets close the night king looks at him and then he's like whoa and fucking has to back out of it right exactly i, I mean i agree 100 percent um Yeah, I, I mean that's that's all I got for the show. I mean, I don't know of any other character deaths. It's certainly true that you could have, um, you could absolutely have a big character like Jorah die, and then they have like some kind of fucking scene where it's just his Valyrian sword in the snow or something. I don't like the idea of that because it's it's one of those situations where if the Valyrian steel sword gets just disposed of, like one of these house swords of Valyrian steel is just going to get disposed of on a battlefield in the snow? Is that what's going to happen? Right? It doesn't make any sense to me. Because these swords are very important against the Night King. So if the Night King wins, I can't see... If the if the Night King loses, I can see Jorah, Mormont, maybe dying, somebody like that, because then the sword can be collected. If, if the Night King wins, I don't think so. I, I don't think you could do that. I mean, maybe. The only way I could see that being possible is, like, maybe Jorah dies or something, and then, like... Uh, the Night King walks over and picks up his Valyrian steel sword. <laughs> and then it catches on fire. As her eye. I mean, we know Winterfell burns to some degree. I mean, it's a fucking stone castle. There's There were like uh, pictures released early on during production of uh, not just not just Winterfell uh, having fire all around it but also <laughs> king's landing was like the front gate was in rubble so what does that mean i mean well there's gonna be that... a battle there <laughs> like if it's this right. episode or uh episodes it's it's five. either the living the living go there or the dead go there right so if the dead that's really one of two ways this show can go uh the night king is defeated in winterfell but winterfell kind of suffers because of it 
um, and has to be rebuilt and isn't that strong. And now they have this, and then they march south with an army. But that kind of lessens the Night King. It, it, it kind of chumpifies the Night King. If the Night King shows up to Winterfell and they hold him off and they still have an army to go fight Cersei's army in the south, not really that. The, the Night King gets kind of becomes a chump in that regard. Like, not no real danger. Well, but if the, but likely what's likely to happen is the Night King succeeds and they don't defeat him because this is going with the classic hero thing. We have to defeat the Night King and then all of his army will will stop and, and fall. That is way too. That's not up George Martin's fucking thing. Man. George Martin has said he tries to write realistically. That's not realistically speaking. What would likely happen in real life? Right? They wouldn't succeed. <laughs> They'd yeah. almost get. They'd almost succeed, but they wouldn't, and then it'd be over. And well, then the Night King isn't an idiot and knows that the whole brand being out in the open is a trap. Oh. And then, like, here's here's the thing, though. Like, the Night King made all the other White Walkers, right? So you kill a White Walker, and everything they created dies. But if you kill the Night King, do all the other White Walkers die too? Because he created them. I don't know. That's just their theory. <clears throat> That's what they're hoping for. Um, I think uh, I think personally the Night King wins. They don't succeed at killing the Night King. A lot of nobodies die. A couple of medium slash big characters die. There's a couple surprises, but most of the characters people care about escape to Dragonstone. They get on a boat oh, and go to Cersei and try to, convince her, try to convince her that the dead are coming and that they lost. She tries to exert power over them, but they're not stupid, of course. They're not just going to walk right into the Red Keep unarmed. They're like, they have their fleet out there or whatever. Or, yeah, the Iron, or whatever. They, they, they have their shit there. And then the Night King attacks King's Landing. And then I think, I think King's Landing gets burned to the ground by the Night King and his army. And they, that's when they finally succeed, having learned something else. I think episode four is them is all of us kind of learning the real way to defeat the night king through bran or whatever and that happens and then episode episode five is a battle that's taking place but it's mostly off screen and not really being or maybe episode four it's like it's a battle happening with the golden company and the undead but it's it we're not focused on that we're focused on the politics behind the scenes with cersei and john and daenerys and all these these things going on Although I don't think it'll be episode four, it'll be episode five, because episode four will be them getting to to King's Landing. It'll be the kind of the filler between that, the setup for it. And then the end of episode five is like halfway to a to a third of the way, or sorry, two thirds of the way through. The Night King dies and it, it falls, and then problems are resolved through the last bits of episode five and into episode six, and then we come to our conclusion. That's that's where I that's where my biggest bet for the show going. I mean, it's that's a big giant fucking leap though. Like a lot of that. I just hope that they found a way to close up all the all the loose ends, whether it's through someone dying or They did and say George it would be Martin's a satisfying ending. Yeah. But I don't think they're gonna close up all the loose ends on every character. Um man. It would be a shame if the Night King dies in episode three. I really think so. Because we've barely got to see this character in action. Barely. He's thrown a spear and cut an old man 
attached to a tree in half. That's really all we've got to see with him. Um, yeah. <clears throat> if, he, if he dies in this episode, I don't know, man. It's kind of it would it would be kind of uh, kind of. I rough. don't I don't think you will. They might win the battle, but I don't think the Night King is going anywhere. Not you think yet. He'll retreat north. Not even retreat. Maybe just a tactical advance. You know, like well, why are we even here again? Like they're pretty much done. I'll just leave my fucking subordinates and I'll just keep moving along. With my dragon. I, still, I, def, I definitely don't like this idea that he's going to just go to King's Landing. He doesn't give a fuck about the Iron Throne. He's not going to. That's not a thing that he's going to do. Well, um, he wouldn't be going for the Iron Throne, but maybe it's just a, that, just, a, just a tactical thing. If his mission is to wipe out the world of men, right? Like, that would be the uh, unexpected thing to do. There's no army there, right? The Golden Company went north. So, I don't know. We don't know that the Golden Company went north. Is there a scene where that happens? Well, no, but they I thought they talk about it and say like they're going to go and... Uh, that's what we assumed. Well, even if they're still there, even more reason to, to go and wipe them out, right? Because you got 90% of your army fighting in the north, still outnumbering them, right? If Bran chilling out in the gods was like, hey, where'd the Night King go? The Night King takes like a handful of people, burns down King's Landing with a dragon, kills the fucking Golden Company. And, and now what? <laughs> now, uh, whoever's left at Winterfell's fucked. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I can't get Sorry. behind that one because it just seems weird that he would just do that for no reason. I, I think it's weird we haven't seen him. I just, I don't know where they're going with that. Well, we've only seen his army just get there. And yeah, and where is he? Like he has a dragon. He's not hard to miss. Like I, I just have to assume that if they show the army, the whole army presumably, and you don't see him on a dragon, where the fuck is he? Maybe he's just in the back. <laughs> Chilling in the back. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find out in four hours. Yeah. I thought there was something else. I'm trying to think. Well, I guess the um they're they're kind of just Yara's chilling with a handful of people in the Iron Islands, like, hey what's what's Euron doing though? He left, right? No, he's fucking the king. The queen. <laughs> well he he fucked the queen. Now he's gonna peace out, right? Nah. You don't think so? You don't think he's going to go and be like, oh, shit. No, I think, he's time. I think he's going to be the commander of the ships. Like the, the all that shit. He still has to be killed. See, that's what I mean by that's why I'm saying I'm afraid of shit because I'm afraid they're going to kill the Night King and all the undead shit's going to be resolved and over within a single fucking episode. And then they're going to turn south and have all these problems to deal with with characters like Euron that have to die at the hands of, I don't know, Yara? See, it's why I, I feel like Theon's going to die, but then Theon should be the one to kill Euron. I don't know. It's really rough. It really, yeah. it, It's a really difficult thing that they could take in any direction. But it's like we said, 
you know, Theon should be the <clears> one to kill Euron, but that's not the way this show goes. Should have been Arya that killed Joffrey, right? But that's not the way the show goes. Some old bitch did it. <clears throat> yeah, but she did a pretty good job. Yeah, but she, <laughs> who the fuck was she? Like, nobody fucking... <laughs> Like, she didn't have anything to do with Ned Stark or anything. She was just protecting her daughter from a piece of shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh. <clears throat> but at the same time, if the Night King wins, then Euron could finally be like, you know, you have that moment where Euron's like, he's been so fucking not scared this whole time. I'll just sail to the east. But now that he gets a glimpse of him, he's like, shit. Shit's <laughs> this shit fucking crazy yeah well it's gonna be intense i'm just hoping that they don't pull some shit where the episode ends before the battle's over and we see the last 10 minutes of the battle on the next fucking episode oh yeah i want to see the battle at least concluded in the next episode set up before this is over yeah you have to conclude the battle and then have like 10 minutes of characters looking around recovering or something yeah and I mean, that's an hour and a half. So I know they said the whole thing is going to be a battle, but let's face it. Like you get battle fatigue after a while, you know, like how are they going to do this? Are they going to show pockets of battle and move between the different characters? Kind of like, oh, fuck. I what? think they're going to break it up with brand vision and shit like that. Um, might get some action on Pycelle or not Pycelle, but Quiburn coming up with a way to resurrect undead or some shit on command. That'd be cool. I still yeah. think he's going to go that route. Kyburn becomes the next Night King. There must always be a Night King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> undead army versus undead army. Undead Clegane Bowl. That would be bittersweet. There must always be a Night King. Well, I guess John's going to be it. The king in the north. The king in the north. <laughs> like, all the way north. You know uh, super <laughs> duper north. <laughs> North of yeah, North. See, that's the kind of stuff I like about stories. Like, I want to know what's even further north. I want to know, like, what's way out there. That's what I love about WoW expansion for World of Warcraft is, like, they just keep adding stuff and answering questions, typically. Like, well, I mean, like, Westeros is mapped out, right? So, oh no, eventually it's, it's just, just ocean. Just, West, just Westeros and Essos. Like, if you look at the map, there's areas where the land just stops but it still goes you know like it visibly it stops like if you look up, at, up a map of uh god uh, what's the name of the planet <clears throat> uh but even if you look at westeros's map it just keeps right. going north is there a is there a decent fucking map Maybe. here here I got I got one here. I'll, I'll link to. You. Oh, I got one from HBO. Okay. So you can see Westeros is a bigger landmass with what we currently see, and then there's the north, and then it just cuts off, right? It just presumably keeps fucking going. Oh yeah, there's Castle Black, the wall. There's actually not that big up there. Yeah, that's just that's what's known by the the people. Like our our maps are what's known by the people. It's based off of activity in the show so it, not in the show but also the books uh george only really put together a map based off of 
where activity is. Even in Essos, if you look at Essos, you, you really just have the, the cities on the coast and, and a little bit of stuff on the inside. There's presumably a giant amount of land that way. <clears throat> There's actually another map that shows that. I, I don't know which one you're looking at. <laughs> yeah, that's... Well, I don't know. Which, it's the one from HBO. Viewer's Guide, HBO.com, Game of Thrones. Season 4, episode 10. No, 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 no. <clears throat> Season 8, episode 2. I want the most recent... Oh, well, that's not a map. I guess season four, episode 10 is the last time they updated the fucking map. I guess we saw everything we were going to see. Well, they, they can only put the map so big based off of, yeah. Okay. So well, I mean, just yeah, in terms is, of like is, filling out this cities. Is the known, this is straight up the known map right here. So beyond castle black, that's all we know about the North from even from the books. That's as far North as we know about. And the night King is his shit is actually up there a bit. Uh, you know, there's some scenes where it talks about it, but nothing beyond that. And then if you look at Essos, which if you look down at Sunspear, that's where the land bridge used to be. So it was originally one continent before the children of the forest destroyed it to stop the men from coming over, but it was too late. But even with Essos, you can see there's another landmass down there in the southeast. And then in the northeast, it kind of goes out a bit more back past Vastathrak. So I mean, this is, and this is the same thing with World of Warcraft, right? This is basically North America and South America in terms of just where it is on a globe. Yeah. And one of the things like Metzen would say typically about World of Warcraft is, I wish they, I wish they would have never put it on a globe because if you look at World of Warcraft, it doesn't fit on a globe. It's supposed to be one side of the planet. Um, so they'll have to update all their fucking globes at some point. But I think it's the same here with, with Westeros is, and Essos. Is it's, it's just one side of the planet. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing with Elder Scrolls. They never show a whole planet, but... With Nern, yeah. Yeah, and there's like apparently a whole other continent that's like the, the mirror, the negative mirror yeah, image of... Uh, that's kind of cool. See, that yeah. kind of shit is cool. They never like fucking a, go there, though. Yeah, that's because they're fucking lame. Or you got lame. Akavir and shit that, you know, you, you hear about. With like, And even, there's even shit in, um, God, what's the name of the fucking continent? Tamriel. That's from Akavir. Like, Akaviri swords and shit. You pick them up all the time. And armor, and it looks kind of Eastern looking, Eastern inspired. Look at memes. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> I said, I was looking for one, I couldn't find it, but it was, it was called Littlefinger Returns, and it's the scene of, uh, Iran being like you like a little finger in the bum, right? And then like in the back you just see like a little speck of light and then it like zooms in and it's just little finger's face with that little <laughs> grin <laughs> like half in the shadow. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, so I didn't know Dragonstone was so close to King's Landing, but yeah, you can make that flight in like a day, you know? Yeah. It's a very poor sense of scale, you know? Because even if you look at like where Bravos is, that's pretty fucking close to King's Landing. Well, I mean that's a lot of fucking distance, actually. You you really it's you further know. from King's Landing to Winterfell than King's Landing to Bravos. That's like half a day's dragon flight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, 
I mean, you really get a sense of where King's Landing is on this map. Dragonstone's right near it. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so they got a long ways to go to get to Dragonstone when they escape. And where's the uh, where's the Iron Islands? Pike. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. So how are they gonna fucking retreat from Winterfell to the Iron Islands? I don't know, man. <laughs> All the way to the fucking coast and then take a boat? I'm like, come on. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Dreadfort is the Bolton's last hearth. I mean, the map here is. I don't even see last hearth on this. You gotta zoom in a little bit near the gift. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> There's some more shit. Okay. Um, it just seems weird that like I I I think you're right. Like the Night King has got to be coming for Bran because if you look, they go from the Wall to Last Hearth. Like they could have just kept going straight south and bypass Winterfell completely and just yeah spread out. Like even if like you know, fucking, like you said, like it doesn't make sense for them to go to King's Landing because they don't give a fuck about the Iron Throne. But you think it would be a tactical advantage to like kind of like swoop around oh, yeah. and surround yeah. Winterfell, but instead it seems like they're just kind of coming from the north. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's what they're going to do is they're going to hit Winterfell and probably defeat it, and they're going to have to retreat. Uh, and the show does a really bad job. I mean, they'll just be at Dragonstone. <laughs> like, it'll just, it, despite how far away, they'll just be at Dragonstone. That's one of the things a lot of people have a problem with with the show is how quickly people get around i mean i'm okay with it because it took so fucking long for the first six seasons you know everything yeah, that happened was like i want shit to happen quickly you don't you don't have to tell me that time has passed uh whatever i just it would have been half a season of fucking people traveling you know yeah treat it like D D, where it fucking takes two hours for 10 minutes of gameplay but traveling for a week takes 30 seconds i'm good with that yeah I just think it's weird how they shifted from that, you know? I think I said it in another podcast, but but with all this shit about, oh, we got to go to Dragonstone and get the, uh, get, you know, have Daenerys give us the dragon glass. And that, if this was, if this show would have continued another four seasons, we'd still be dealing with that. Like, they'd be getting to Dragonstone yeah. right about now. There would have been yeah. fucking side stories with side characters on the road to fucking Dragonstone. You know, yeah, you think about like real time travel, you know, Daenerys went from Marine, which is all the way in the southeast near Asgore. And Car, she was in Carth for a while, right? That's like as yeah. far out as it gets. She <clears> sailed <throat> from Marine to Dragonstone <laughs> and it was like the end of a season and then the start of a season. So, you know, that would take a, like a year to make that distance. Maybe not a year, maybe months, months of time. Like, how much time does it take to sail in a fucking sailboat, like a, a, a classic ship with sails, from, like, England to Washington? Like, England to Virginia or something. It's got to be months, right? Yeah, well. Maybe it's weeks. Probably, it's probably, no, it's definitely months. I mean, people did it. Go look up, like, how long did it take, you know... He, so, he this is so this would have taken by the way that's valeria right there which is just like fucking volcanoes and shit that's where dragons come from 
and most of it's destroyed because I like the way the story works with this shit. So Daenerys's family lived on Dragonstone, the Targaryens. Back then, the Valyrians were kind of spread out a little bit. Uh, and then most of the Valyrians were in Valyria, except for her family that was like exiled or something to Dragonstone. Uh, <laughs> so Valyria explodes, like the volcanoes go off and kill all of the Valyrians and the dragons, or at least most of them. And the only fucking people with dragons left are the fucking Targaryens. And for some reason, they're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to fly down to King's Landing and take this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's going to bend the fucking knee to us. <laughs> and they're pretty it's fucking really, close. It's really weird when you look at Dragonstone and go, oh, okay. That's where they were. You really... I, uh, it's really a weird location it should definitely it's one of those things where martin was probably writing it and later on was like should have put that <laughs> look that's where little in at the crossroads yeah the, they're gonna pass right by the cross like house hot pie on the rise <laughs> yeah I'm telling you if you look at the veil of Aaron, the sh the little like tendrils of land coming off right there are known as the fingers and that's where little fingers family's from that's why it's called little finger yeah. It has nothing to do with two in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of the one in the stink the whole fucking season or the whole series. So. But the I, I again, here's the issue. If if the Night King wins, you you're going to how many fucking episodes can you have where they're traveling south? None. Running from the Night King. It's going to happen between episodes. It has to. It has to. Because you can't have, uh, God damn, you can't have episode six like, we did it! You can't do that. You gotta have closure. You gotta have people up in the north going, well, we're gonna have to rebuild Winterfell. Yeah, it's gonna be long, but, you know, you, you'll you do great. You are the lady of Winterfell. Thanks, yeah. John. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to the King's Landing now. Uh, see you later. Okay, see you later, John. It's Aegon. Okay. Yeah, that's not my name anymore. <laughs> What's he going to go by when it all comes out? Probably when everyone knows. I think he'll embrace it. Like, he's been looking in the crypts at his mom and stuff. I think he'll embrace it. Yeah, I think he's... Yeah. He's also... I think he's going to get stories from Danny about his father and shit like that. He's going to want to know about his father. Well, she doesn't I mean, know. She still I thinks that... I think he'll that... still look at Ned Stark as the father. She doesn't know what... She she thinks that uh, Rhaegar was a rapist still, right? Like John no, had to tell. He told he told her right there. Yeah, I don't know what kind of information he's gonna get from her, but how do you? Well, how, I mean, she has stories that she talks about in the beginning of the show with Walker with Jora about her brother. All right. Well, interesting stuff. We'll have a lot to talk about next Sunday. Presumably, or maybe nothing at all, you know? Yeah, what if it's, uh, um, what if it sucks? <laughs> what if everyone dies this episode and it's just like, psych, only three episodes? <laughs> the ultimate twist ending. Mm. They won't do that. Of course, they won't do that. But hey, remember when we said we had a lot to talk about? Turns out we don't really. Uh, Night King won. And that's the end of it. <clears throat> bum, 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 bum. <laughs>
I think it's weird because I, I feel like a lot of people are expecting big character deaths here, and I don't think you're going to get any. Well, do you think okay. it's going to be quantity over quality, right? Like a bunch of side characters will die, but or they'll yeah, just tell you I that agree. a lot of people have died I that you never that met. Be a bunch of side characters and certainly characters people like. Like I don't give a fuck about Grey Worm, but there's people out there that like Grey Worm and whatever, whatever. Miss man. Sandy. They're fucking. Oh, they're so cute together. Uh, they're gonna die. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna die together. There, take some consolation in that, I guess. Um, you know, characters like Liana Mormont, like who fucking cares? This kid is fucking savage. Yeah, I don't. Well, she care. can't fight. No, I mean I like her as a character, but like she's not gonna do anything on a battlefield. Yeah, it's it's whatever when it They're going to show her being badass. She'll take out a couple of whites and then she's going to eat it hard. Uh, she ain't going to take out no fucking body, dude. <laughs> There's no way. All right, well, uh <clears throat> you got anything else you'd like to put on record that you you guessed right so you can say you guessed right next week? I guessed right that Trump was going to be president. Fuck off. <laughs> Come at me. I'll tell you who wins 2020 as well. It's going to be Trump. <laughs> Deal with it. All right. Well, then we'll wrap it up. Thanks for listening, everyone. I'm the Night Terror. You can find me on twitch.tv slash the Night Terror. Who? Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. That's Katie for short. Don't. I'm not entertaining that. It's not happening. <laughs> I'll, you could you could shorten it to TK, but I'm not gonna go as Katie ever. Just just TK. It's KT, man. Jesus. No. Just break. No. No. All right. <laughs> you can also find me on Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. A lady. <laughs> <sighs> I'm the gambler. You can find me on Twitch.tv slash. The Gabbler, where it's going to be like that forever. I don't give a fuck how many of you people come around, okay? What do you mean, come, you people? Come come to my stream and uh, watch me play games. Fucking join the cuck squad. <laughs> I'm Vote Gabbler as Twitch CEO. We're going to make Twitch great again. I mean, they don't elect people to that, but sure, yeah. Well... You can vote me as CEO if I have the most subscribers on Twitch and the most views and the most follows and all that shit. Like the PewDiePie of Twitch. You know, then I'll have some clout. And unlike PewDiePie, I'll throw my fucking dick around. You know what I mean? I will Literally? walk into I will walk into a table. Listen, I I will walk into a courtroom with six fucking lawyers and my millions of dollars can afford me. Versus Twitch and drop my dick on the table when they try to fucking do some shit like that and then fringe on my rights. Yeah, okay. and he'll fucking live stream it too. I'm American. And that's all we got for this week. <laughs> Watch Game of Thrones because we're going to be talking about it for the next couple of weeks. And uh, if you like Sekiro, play Dark Souls 3 instead. That's all I got. Yeah. We'll be back next Sunday. Thanks for listening. This is Electronic Gaming Mostly. Later.